off-time drive. My name is uh, Tyler Pino. And my name is Michael Holler, and we just paid $10 to go watch the Green Band trailer of Deadpool in theaters. Yeah, you know, that was strange, the Green Band trailer. I wasn't expecting... You know, the, the official trailer is... I don't think uh, we actually talked about this yet. No, we didn't. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't really like the uh, Deadpool trailer, the official one. Really? Just I did the comic book one, or the Comic-Con one. There's literally like... 30 seconds of difference. It makes it feel like it's more of like a just a regular action movie. Until the very end of it. And I guess that's the point. But uh, I remember the Comic-Con trailer just being kind of fun from the get-go. No, it started the same. No, you're a liar. No, it started exactly the same. You're a goddamn liar. It started exactly well, Then fuck same. that trailer, Michael. Well, good afternoon, morning, evening, and or other time of day, everyone. We are back after one week off. We didn't take any time off, we didn't take any according time off. to the podcast. To... Uh, we have just seen Fant Four Stick. The newest movie by Fox and Josh Trank. Yeah. Um, it's, Fantastic um... Four. So, by now, I mean, you've probably heard that this movie isn't very uh, faring well critically. This movie is turning Republicans into pro-choice. That should be on the DVD cover. So you were telling me that Josh Trank has disowned this movie on Twitter. What exactly did he say? Yes. Well, leading up to the release of this film, we've talked about it before. If you've ever seen a movie where in production there is nothing but red flags, that was this movie. I mean, immediately starting off with the entire crew being explicitly told not to read the source material... I mean, there, there are rumors about Joshua Trank getting into arguments with his executive producer, which they've both de- denied, and they probably will deny to their to their grave. Uh, there was the whole issue. I'm not sure if you're aware of this. Um, Joshua Trank was actually slated to direct the Star Wars anthology film starring Han Solo. I was not aware of that. He was originally slated to direct this film. Who's supposed to do it now? I don't know the name, but okay, then I probably oh no no, it's it's it. it's it's the two people who directed the uh, the Lego film, and Twenty One and Twenty Two Jump Street. But um, but no, what happened was Joshua Trank was originally slated to direct a Star Wars anthology film, and I'm guessing what happened was someone at Marvel, aka Disney, saw the first cut of this film and said, "Yeah, no, we're not going to do that." Yeah, what are you talking about, Star Wars anthology? What does that mean? It's like the the Star Wars films that are not the numerical ones. So you have why is that? Why are they calling that an anthology? That's not what an anthology is. That's what they're called. An anthology is like you know the Twilight Zone movie Don't where it's a bunch of little short segments. Don't care. Or it's really just a collection of. Well, anything. really, if you think about the scheme of the Star Wars franchise, like if you have little offshoot movies like Rogue One, which is the first anthology film, like it, in the grand scheme of things, it is an anthology. No, it's not. It is. Fuck you! It's only an anthology, and as much as any film series that has ever been made is an anthology. Exactly. Anyways, moving on. 
What Joshua Trank had stated on Twitter um, was that it, it was something along the lines of, a year ago I had a fantastic vision Get for it. this film. Yeah, exactly. A fantastic vision for this film that audiences and critics would have probably loved. Sadly, you'll never get to see that film, and that's just the reality of it. I was on Josh Trank's Twitter page today, and I didn't even see that. He removed it. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably the studios talking to him. Yeah. Like, you can't fucking... Okay, well, first of all, this movie made $11 million on Friday, which I guess is not a lot of money. Oh, no, 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 what, no, what, no. What did uh, Ant-Man pull in on Friday? Um, Cause that was I want to like... say upwards 20, because it made 60 in the weekend. Okay. Which is a, a mild success. Yeah. I I suppose I that sixty million dollars sounds like a lot of money to me. It, it does, but not to not to corporate overlord Disney. Well, um, so I I don't even know what to say. Honestly, watching this movie was kind of uh, an, an incredible experience, a fantastic experience, if you will. Now, fantastic means it's good. Incredible, I mean. That just means it's notable. It was astounding. It was kind of like on. It was unlike anything that I've ever seen. Now to compare it to Jurassic World, which I also did not like this summer, um, that at least had a coherent plot. I mean, it was a stupid plot, but everything made sense within the context of the film, I suppose, and, and the warped logic of the movie. This, um, the first half of it, had a lot of issues. Um, and you know what? I, I, I don't hate the first half of it, but I think that's only because I've seen the second half of it. <laughs> and it's like, in retrospect, it was not nearly that bad. Yeah, I... So let's paint the picture, okay? The, the film begins with a young Ben Grimm and a young Reed Richards, who noticeably had... Bad acting. Um, whatever, they were kids. They, they really were care. kids, yes, but... But, uh... He had the uh, scars, the same scars as Miles Teller. They put those on there. Yes, they did. Interesting. Interesting touch. I thought that was kind of cute, actually. Yeah. So he's a science kid. They ask him, oh, what a weird thing. Not understandably, knows nothing about any science corporation. It's like, oh, we're the Baxter Institute. Oh, I wonder who they are. Well, that's later on. You're getting ahead of yourself. I'm still talking about, like, Uh, 10-year-old version of them. Um, Dialogue is horrid. Yeah, but at least in this, in the beginning of it, the dialogue made sense. It was bad dialogue, it was corny, but... The movie falls apart so hard in the second act that it it literally becomes incomprehensible. Nothing that happens, none of the series of events make any sense whatsoever. What would you classify as the first act of the film? The first act of the... Well, technically the first act is the first third of it. So that would be... um, Everything from the them being like ten to the science fair. Okay. Um, the second act begins when he goes to the Baxter Corporation, and then it's the second act of a movie is the longest one. It's everything that happens up until they get their powers, and the third act would just be everything after Doom comes back. Uh, fucking the entire film was. Anyway, um, interesting. Uh, in the first act of this film, his, the kid's teacher. Is played by Dan Castellaneta. That was that was the most interesting part of the movie. I was like, um, there was another weird cameo. Okay, yeah, his his teacher's Dan Castellaneta, and then if you're not familiar, his father is Eric Wortham from Tim and Eric's Awesome Show on Adult Swim. Has one line in the entire movie, and for some reason he's in this. He's like Reed after he uh, 
does his little science experiment and wipes out all of the power in New York City, not just Queens where they are. It pans out into Manhattan and the cut kind of early, but you do see the lights going out in Manhattan too. I'm like, I don't think that's how the power grid works in this city. I don't think it's all one thing. Yeah, I <clears throat> this this film. But that I mean that, that, that I'm just pointing from, that from out. From the get go, like I mean, a quibble with the film. Sure, I'll go with it as a trope of the film of the teacher being um, unsupportive of the child's dreams, and that's what eventually pushes the kid to try harder and be better at things. But this was taken to such an absurd degree that it's almost like the ki- the, the kid was being bullied by the teacher. Okay, so we see the young Ben Graham and the young Reed Richards, and uh, the opening segment for them, they're saying what they want to be when they grow up. I guess that's the assignment in this class. Is like, what do you want to be grown when you grow up, and what is the salary? Because it opens with a kid talking about wanting to go into the NFL, I like want Eli, to be Manning. Eli Manning. Yeah, and he's like, the salary is between ten and twenty million dollars. I'm like, okay, um, this is a strange assignment. Uh, you get up and say two sentences. Anyway, he gets up and he's like, I want to be the first guy to teleport. That doesn't count. Your dreams are not real. <laughs> Yeah, and Dan Castellaneta's character is like, no, fuck your face, you can't teleport, that's impossible. Or, no, not, not only that, it's like, read your face. And like the kid's, the kid's trying to explain, like, well, here are the mechanics behind it. This is what you do. You take mass and you transport it digitally, and computers can do this with technology. Like, and he's, read, he, he shut up, you don't says, know what you're No talking. one will ever love you. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then we fast forward seven years. This movie has a lot of time jumps, actually. We fast forward seven years. Uh, a science to, fair. Yeah, to a science fair. Where he effectively demonstrates teleporting an item to another dimension and then bringing it back, and the teacher's like, "You're disqualified." <laughs> well, here's the thing. He said, "Okay, uh, he he takes a little a little airplane and has it teleported to what he says is China." And what what made him think that it was China? Like, yeah, where's well, the desert in China? There's a ton of desert in China. Like, is there? It's most of the country. Jesus um, Christ, things you don't know. Yeah. Uh, and that, that, and we but get I'm like, just saying, like, why is... does he think that it's China? Was that they never explain where the thing goes? You know, it, it's really we funny. find out that it is in China. No, it is. It is not China. It, it's it's really funny because as a child, like this first test of the teleporter brought back this, I guess, sand and dirt. And later in the film, like we need to protect you from the environment. And I'm like. The dirt? He was touching it just fine, like, 30 seconds ago. Like, oh, I have no problem with that. You're, you're getting ahead of yourself, though. Uh, what you're saying is, why would they need to be protected from the environment of a foreign planet that we've never been to? No, I'm saying, like... Well, he wouldn't need to be protected from the dirt, but you'd need to be protected from literally everything. That's why we have spacesuits, Michael. You can't I, live in yeah, space Yeah, but you don't just planets. handle, like, moon rocks. That shit gives you cancer, does it not? No! Doesn't it? No, no. Cave, Cave Johnson told me it does. Yeah. You don't don't fuck with J.K. Simmons, man. He was in Whip. Oh wait, didn't Miles you see Teller. Apollo thirteen? He was gonna go get his daughter some moon rocks and bring them back. I think no. he did. Did he? I don't know. I don't remember the plot of Apollo thirteen. Did they ever make it to the moon? <laughs> I, you know, for for my entire life, I thought because I only saw like the first ten minutes of the movie and got bored because I was little. Um, I always thought that they died. <laughs> Because I figure you have a big disaster in space. How do you come back from that? Your little tin can, as David Bowie told us all those years ago. Oh, God. Anyway. Um, Anyways. So, fair. at the science fair, 
he, he, he effectively demonstrates teleportation. Now, the excuse for him getting disqualified, they're like, oh, it's stage magic. But I'm like, even if it is stage magic, it's pretty impressive. He has this little machine that, like, get, emits this, like, fucking electrical energy and makes the thing disappear. And I'm like, even if that's just smoke and mirrors, that is so much more impressive than a potato clock. Which they which say won second they, place. Uh, yeah. Got second, yeah. Um... And so after uh, asshole Homer Simpson tells him he's disqualified for no reason whatsoever, Franklin Richard uh, appears, who is supposed to be the head of the Baxter Corporation, which is a science-y thing. It's Aperture Science, basically. Biggest uh, science corporation in Manhattan. And for some reason on weekends, he decides to hang out at high school uh, science fairs. It was never explained why. I no. was like, okay, well, maybe and, and Sue was... or Johnny also go to the school. Nope. Yeah, and, Sue. And, and, <laughs> I, I literally turned to Tyler at one point in the film. Like, they're, they're explaining, like, wow, that's, that's incredible. You build, like, this thing. And I turned to Tyler and go, why, why is, is he, he there? There, there? There was no reason for him to be there other than the script called for it. Um, God, that's the majority of this film. But uh, Reed was building a machine, the exact same machine that they were building at the Baxter Corporation and I guess he found out that, uh, he found out how to do what they were doing when they couldn't Yeah Was that was that what they were insinuating? Like, the, he had a part in his machine and they're like, we never thought to put electricity in yeah, it Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of interesting because Reed Richards is he, he's known in the Marvel Universe as being the smartest person in the Marvel Universe. Like, yeah. it, that's infallible. Like, that's he is the smartest right. person. Um, and it's kind of funny in the sense where he succeeded where Victor Von Doom, who was the original creator of this machine and this project, he could not. However, you see scenes later where Victor Von Doom is just constantly correcting Reed Richards' like formulas on a whiteboard. And you're like, how did this guy get farther than you? Well, A, they didn't explain what the hell the project was or why he got so frustrated to as to leave and burn it all down. There's a scene where uh, Dr. Richard, or Dr., uh, what's his fucking name? Storm? Dr. Storm, yeah. Um, he's, he gives, like, the company that funds them, like, this list. Which is not people. the government. No, it's No, the government gets involved later. Um... He, he gives them a list of the names of the people that he wants on the crew, and Victor Von Doom is there, and he's like, no, that guy's an asshole. He burnt down all of our servers. He's like, basically, like, basically you can't have Victor Von Doom. He should be in jail. And, like, my immediate thought was, like, why? Because of his name? And they're like, no, because he's a hacktivist, and he doesn't like the government, and he's against the institution. And I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. So... Dr. Storm offers Reed Richards a scholarship to come work for the Baxter Corporation and I guess also go to school there. But what the fuck does that mean? It's it's a it's a school where they do nothing but build teleportation devices. Well, it's fine. It could be like a research uh, school. Like that I it's, mean it's a, a non-credited like a school. But it, this looked like a corporation. It's, it's a vocational it's, it's, school. It's in a it's in a skyscraper it's basically in Basically an yeah, but that's not, that's not a real school. Let's not kid ourselves. <laughs> but no, like, uh, universities do research. That's, like, their primary function. 
like graduate programs at universities they do like that's their whole thing but this they didn't set it up to be that this just looked like a corporation this just looked like uh, 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 like Oscorp or Aperture Science. Can't say Oscorp. I know it's still Marvel, but it's Sony Marvel. <laughs> well, anyway. So he goes to this place to live, and there's a big emotional goodbye between him and Ben Grin. Like He's like, you're leaving, and they're like, not really. You live in Queens. Let's go to Manhattan. I live in Manhattan. What's it like? <laughs> what, filming in Manhattan? No, no, no. What's... Manhattan, what's it like? Yeah, that's another thing we'll talk about after the Fantastic Four review. We met Kevin Smith. We did, but... Anyway, listen. So he... After that point, after that whole establishment, and like, he's now doing science-y stuff, I'm like, fine, whatever. You had to get him to this point. And the thing about the Fantastic Four is the entire concept of it is stupid. None of that makes any sense. Like, why... they? Okay, so they go to space, right? And it could just be the first movie. I don't remember how it went down in the comics, but I do remember, like, they they get their superpowers from, like, moon rays. A cosmic storm, yeah. Um, I don't know what moon rays do or a cosmic storm. I don't know what the fuck that is. But I do know that uh, there was no reason for Ben Grimm to be there. He's just... He's... In the, in the comics, in the old movie, he's just uh, uh, Reed Richards' friend. for Kind of like this, but why would he go up to space? And why would Johnny Storm go to space? And he's just because. Sue Storm's little brother. Well, this this one, like, after they finally get the... What was the justification in the first movie? Who was fucking Johnny Storm? I can't other than remember. Kevin Like, I cannot remember. What was his purpose? Don't give a shit. This movie, really, it makes me want to go watch the old ones, because those were... This this movie, this film was not entertaining. Well, this is what I'll say. I, I will give it this much credit, is... The way that they tried to change things around a little bit just to justify the story, I appreciate because fucking Fantastic Four is stupid. Yeah, this this d- it's despite my, that, it's my least favorite of any superhero franchise that's ever been. Despite that, this film was frustratingly boring. Yeah, there's a whole the the entire uh, second act of the movie is just them doing science stuff, and it didn't feel like a superhero movie. And I I don't necessarily have a problem. With a, a superhero film not feeling like a superhero Just make film, it I think that's interesting. Yeah. Make it entertaining. Um, if they wanted to make this an anti-superhero film, and I was telling you, we were talking about this before. I think this movie could have been great. Um, just the basic premise of it, and even some of the aesthetics. I was like, if you make this Fantastic Four meets Event Horizon, holy fuck, that would be interesting. Because the Fantastic Four universe, I mean, it's it's so ripe with body horror imagery. That's kind of the whole point. They go and they get these unexpected powers. One of them literally turns into a monster, and he's kind of this tragic figure. Um, the idea glossed over because of time skip. The idea, and I think that the first time that they demonstrated Reed Richards' powers in this movie, I think that was the best time that they demonstrated it. It actually looked kind of cool, um, and it looked creepy. The, the idea of a man stretching out, like if you put that actual image in your mind, him stretching his limbs, that's creepy. Yeah, it's, it'd be it's like basically Slenderman. Slenderman, yeah. yeah. Um, and like a guy on fire. I, it makes me think um, of a, an episode Washington. of the Venture Brothers that they oh. did where they parodied the Fantastic Four. Did they? Yeah. Um, and all of them, but they did like kind of a, a realistic take where, you know, Johnny Storm lights on fire, but... 
it's literally him on fire and he's just in agony so they have to keep him in a chamber and then uh, the thing is like this retarded person and Reed Richards is the only one that kind of gets out unscathed oh yeah the invisible woman she <laughs> she doesn't actually go all the way invisible every time she does like each layer of her disappears so you see like her musculature and then her skeleton and everything and it's supposed to be gross and creepy and I'm like it's kind of that what I'm thinking is put it in a body horror context this would make a great horror movie they shouldn't have made a horror movie, like an R-rated horror movie, and that's never going to happen from Fox Studios because it has to make a bunch of money, you know, which this isn't. But, God, I would, I want to see that You movie. know, the thing is... Like, Fantastic Four meets Event Horizon Man. They'll say it again. That would be fantastic. Doctor Doom is like Tetsuo the Iron Man. You ever see that movie? No. It's a Japanese film um, where this guy... I, it's a very similar premise to Fantastic Four. He gets hit with some sort of radiation and just turns into a monster. He's like made of metal and he's peeling himself. It's great. It's wonderful. It's a it's like a pinku film where it's just kind of Japanese exploitation horror. But this this film is I, it's I astounding. Simply, as simply as I can put it, it was painful to watch. I did. And you know that's this is where we disagree. Okay. I am so happy for having seen this movie. Because it's it's unlike anything that I've ever seen in, in a movie theater. I have never seen something that makes so little sense. What was painful to watch for me was Jurassic World. Where it's like, I could follow it. I understand why they did everything. It was just dumb. Yeah. It, here, here it was for me. frustrating to me. This, I was just like, holy fuck. It was a spectacle. I was, I was astounded. <laughs> here for me, the thing about Jurassic World is I hated it i detested it and reason being is that it was a sequel to jurassic park now you're gonna say like <laughs> 25 year old sequel but, to but a movie. here listen here's Who what i'm saying here's what i'm saying shit. here's what i'm saying the way that i perceive it is it is a film that goes so far against the universe that they established it goes so far against the rules that they established that it might as well have been Ow. a parody and it was a parody of, of how itself. does it go against the rules of jurassic park it was like shot for shot it was just like a horrible stupid version of jurassic park yeah basically i don't think it goes against the rules no i mean like the whole going against the like... rules would be like they brought the dinosaurs back and it worked and it was just sea world <laughs> no well it's what the first half of the film was but it, it was basically like it took out all the sense, all the intelligence. Jurassic Park was a film that existed to, to entertain people. It's a film that you can inexplicably show to children, their parents, and everyone in between, and everyone will have some sort of enjoyment. It's exciting, it's entertaining, it's enthralling, it's wonderful to watch. Now, Jurassic World exists purely for the sense, for five-year-olds to have the conversation in second grade the following day going, Which favorite dinosaur was yours? See, I disagree to an extent. I think that this, that Jurassic World tried to do everything that Jurassic Park did, but it failed. It was, it looked like, it looked like Jurassic Park with Down Syndrome. It's like <laughs> all of the parts are there, but there's something off. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Please make that a T-shirt. <laughs> But Jurassic Park, like, it, it's, I, it's the T-Rex with the skeleton, but it's got Down Syndrome eyes, <laughs> and it just says Jurassic World. I'm oh, going God. to hell, okay. Well, the thing about Jurassic World is it's, it's, still, it's still a three-act film. 
and it is a as as much as it pains me to say it, it is a movie. Well, yeah, it Jurassic is a movie. World, it it followed like basic film structure, and everything that happened made sense to some like, twisted degree. It was stupid, and it was laughable, but there was a logic to everything that happened. It's like everything that they set up paid off poorly, but it paid off. It wasn't like this where it the, was nonsensical. The, it the, was the, the the final climax yeah, of this God. film seems I, tacked on. It didn't. It didn't match anything else that had happened. It was just so. It felt like okay. The first half of this movie was not good, but the first half of this movie played like a movie, a bad movie, but a movie nonetheless. The second half, it felt as if they wrote the first half of the film and then didn't know how to end it, and they're like, "Oh shit, deadline's Friday. Let's just write something." I, I feel like this was a film that someone originally wrote the first draft of the film. They turned it in. Fox said no. And what they did was, they saw the movie, and they called it, hey, hey, you, intern, yeah, throwing a bad guy at the end of this movie, just, here, here's a pen, you have, you have to the end of your lunch break. It's in 15 minutes? Okay, you have 15 minutes to make this a superhero movie ending. See, I just pictured, like, um, I, I, I don't know the name of the screenwriter, but I pictured Josh Trank and whoever is his screenwriter sitting down and being like, okay, we have these characters. We These are the elements that need to be in place. We need to have the four of them. Um, we need to have uh, Doctor Doom. In no, there. no, no. See, what we you're going to do is you're going to use science. three characters. And uh, he, he takes it all and he's like, okay, and then they start to build a story. They're like, okay, well, how can we make it different than the other two? All right, we'll put them in high school for no reason. That's another thing. Why were they young? They didn't have to be. What, what, what did that... What element did that add to this film, other than they'd be reckless? Well, first of all, we didn't get to that. We don't need to break down the plot anymore and give you every little piece of it. But they it, end that's up, that's that's as they, far as we can eke out a comprehensible storyline of the film. That's where it stops. They build the teleporter device that takes them to this other planet, and then NASA comes in or. Well, the company says, we're going to bring NASA in. They're going to, you know, take over the project from here. And they're like, no, we want the credit for doing this. We want to be the first people on this other planet. So they all get drunk. Well, they they hatch that plan while they're drunk. So that, I'm like, okay. The thing that really bugged me was they get drunk using uh, Victor's flask, which looks like it carries maybe a shot and a half worth of alcohol tops. And there's three of them, three grown men drinking and getting wasted enough that they think that it's a good idea to go into the big space machine um, and call up Ben Grimm and he comes from Queens and he's like you should be here too why? (laughs) (laughs) See that that didn't bother me that was like okay his friend was there the first time he saw it that's what bothers me about Ben Grimm and the Fantastic Four he has no reason to be there in every incarnation of it including the comics he has no reason to be there Anyways, but just make him a fucking scientist. That's all you have to do. Yeah. Like just make it good friends. He could be like less than one. Why? Because, duh. Why can't he like lose his intelligence when he gets hit with space rocks? Because that'd be too much like Down syndrome. Alright. Just good lord, this fucking movie was, and you know to put it in context as well. Um, there was one fight scene in the film. One. Yeah, at the end. Yeah, there was one 
fight scene. Now you may have you may have remembered. Look, I am fine with that. Listen, I do listen, I do not need this to be like a a, a okay. beat 'em up superhero. Okay, movie. yeah, sure, you're right. If you're gonna have a final climax, make it climactic. You know, mm-hmm. but if you're gonna have a, a superhero movie, quote unquote, well, that's the thing. This movie. was climactic, but the build up toward it didn't make sense. It right. didn't match. Like this looked like the climax to a different film. Yeah, it, it looked like take the first X Men movie, and at the very end, suddenly the flying spaghetti monster arrives to Portland, Oregon, and says, "Listen, I'm gonna turn all your Starbucks in, into spaghetti machines," and the X Men band together and they say, "No." We have to have a giant spaghetti eating contest in in protest of this. See, I'd take it further. I'd say, like, you take the first X-Men movie and take all of the build-up from that where they're fighting the mutant brotherhood and everything, and then when they get to the Statue of Liberty, I don't know, they decide to end it via a card game or something that's completely out of left field. What happens in this film is just incomprehensible. It's, it's, it's a nightmare. Like, it's, it's a mess. And I mean, you, you've seen if you've seen the trailers that there are fight scenes. Like there, there are points. Uh, one in particular where Ben Grimm drops out of a helicopter and he's doing work for the government. Um, that's not in the movie. Well, he does work for the. He government. does work for the government. But that happens a lot. Like, look, you cut a trailer. Uh, you cut a trailer way before you have a final cut of the film. Unless you're Amazing Spider-Man too. In which case, you just film segments for a trailer. Well, that's stupid. But I, don't, I, de- I uh, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt and say that they, maybe they didn't do that for this. And then, for some whatever reason, uh, the trailer gets cut. Um, that or that scene gets cut from the final film. That's uh, that's common knowledge. But well, why was that left out? Like of all things, like there's so much that you could just not had in this movie. Yeah. You you really just didn't need this movie. Well, no, this this felt like two different films. It, so. You had the build-up that kind of established that the bad guy was the government. So they go to the space place and they get their powers and whatever. I don't care about the science of it. The science of it doesn't fucking matter. What matters is it still has to be a good movie. Um, which this was not. So they, they go to space. Get their powers. They all get back except for Doctor Doom who gets stuck on the planet. Then... Uh, the government takes over and holds them in captivity to study them, which makes sense. Um, you have these people with these miraculous powers. You're going to want to study that. That's actually probably made sense more than made more sense than anything else in this film. Then Reed Richards escapes because this is the most poorly protected government compound that has ever existed. They have him strapped to a chair with his arms outstretched. Um, and they're constantly monitoring him, but I guess maybe somebody goes to get coffee. Yeah, and he literally just wank in the stands back up. room. Yeah, and he he stands, and then he goes into a vent, an air vent, which is you know, it's certain things like you ever see an air vent, and that's common in movies. Okay, they make the because it's got to be cinematic. They got to have the character get through it. This is the like one instance where it would work perfectly if it was just a regular sized air vent, and, and he's he stretching through, through it. it. Yeah, but no, it's not what he does. He's it's just a, he it's a diehard sized air vent, and he's still stretching through it. Like yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you pan, there was a shot where he moved past the camera, and his torso was like eight feet long. Mm-hmm. And it, why? Why? It's a regular-sized air vent. Right. And so he goes and he finds uh, Ben Grimm, who's now a big rock monster, as you all know. And he's like, oh, God, this is bad. I'll fix this, but first got to run away. 
Yeah, and then leaves. And well, what could have been a it's really... A, it's not just a matter of and then leaves, because that's how the screenplay handled it. Yeah. They are in a heavily fortified military fucking compound. In the middle of nowhere. in the middle of the Ukraine on a top of a snowy mountain. And how does he leave? I guess just walks out the front door. Because they don't show him, like, doing miraculous uh, Mr. Fantastic stuff to stretch. He doesn't even know how to use his powers at this point. They show him in the military yard, then the camera cuts, and he's gone. Next we see him, he's in South America. But we... How? Michael, how did he get there? He took Bruce Wayne's magic plane from... (laughs) from Baneville. God, this... And, you know, this movie, it, it, it missed... So many beats, you know. I mean, it, it missed literally all of the the beats where you could have had action or you know entertainment. Um, it missed all of the emotional parts or you know engagement, and it it missed all of the everything. Like, there was I mean, a noticeable lack of heart in this movie. There was, yeah. At the end of the film, when they're all supposed to come and be a team, you realize you honestly don't care about any of these characters because no. none of them were developed. None of them have any personality. None of them are. Interesting. And they didn't have a clear mission. Like, this is what I'm... The reason that I bring up the whole military thing is it it sets itself up for the military to be the antagonist, but then for no particular... First of all, Doctor Doom didn't have to be in this movie, and I think that that is the primary takeaway from it. Um, His character did... Nothing. Look, I didn't mind him. I I I hated him. I didn't mind the kid playing him. I didn't... Like, his actual... Oh, his appearance as Doctor Doom, I hated that. It looked stupid. Like, it looked bad. It looked... Everyone saw those leaked set photos, like, months, months, months in advance, and they're like, holy shit, that looks bad. Mm -hmm. It looks worse than that. But I didn't. I didn't mind the guy playing him. I didn't mind his 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 overall character or role in the film. God, but you could take him out, and it would have made more sense. Then you just have the military as the antagonist. It would have been a much uh, cleaner plot. And the entire thing is them trying to get away. And yeah, I don't know. I'm not gonna write the fucking movie for them. Um, but Reed Richards runs away for some reason. Why? Not sure. Um, he didn't want to maybe be experimented on, but none of them were experimented on. They turned into weapons for the government. Yeah, and it's all and then, and the whole thing too is like too. yeah, and the whole thing too is like well maybe he didn't want to build you know one of these machines again for the government, and he goes off and tries to build one of these machines again. Yeah, well I I get why he would want to do that and try to figure out how to how to save you know his friends. Um, well Ben in particular, uh, but. Beyond that, I'm like, there was really no reason for him to run away. It's not like they were going to kill him. If they had a scene where he somehow figures out that the government... It's like the Alex Mack theory of of screenwriting where she's on the run from this organization because they want to cut her open and see how she works. Alex Mack is a Nickelodeon TV show from the 90s. Don't worry about it. Um, If they had a scene where... They established that Reed Richards was in some sort of danger, then it would have made sense. But they didn't. He just inexplicably decides that he's going to run away. Even though these people, yeah, it's the military and everything, but he's also got the Baxter Corporation. They're the only people. They have the resources for him to A, be able to help himself, and they're the only people in the world that could help him. So I don't see, there was, there was, there didn't seem to be any, um, there didn't seem to be any animosity from them towards the Fantastic Four themselves. They were just like, 
we don't know what's happening to you. We need to figure this out. And he's like, no, fuck you. I'm going to run to Mexico. Um, and so he does that. And he, he, he goes to South America. And I guess he's been doing other things. <sighs> yeah. They and, find him eventually. Yeah. And this film, they, you know, they were... they Well, Joshua Trank was actually initially bragging that they came in under schedule and under budget. Sure. Which is excess. Watching this movie, you can tell that they came in under budget. It looked bad. Like, it looked really bad. Well, the first normally, half of it was fine. Yeah, normally I'm not someone to complain about the movie looking bad with CGI in particular. It's a damn lie. I mean, when there are Star things Wars like... prequels. Well, those do look like pieces of shit. That's, it's not the, you're not one to it, complain about that kind of thing. It's, it's not... What ruined those movies? There are many other factors that ruined that movie, but that didn't help. No, this movie it, it it took you out of the moment that it looked so bad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, some of it looked okay. Um, some of it was passable. Most of the Human Torch stuff looked awful. Like it it looked like a cartoon. It didn't. Yeah. It wasn't rendered well. It didn't really look like it didn't, was interacting with the environment in a natural way. The thing. I think the thing was probably what looked best. Yeah, but it at looked points. at points. Yeah, it looked weird when he was surrounded by other characters. When he's in the dark and when it's just like close up on his face, I'm like, he looks great. Um, when he was like fighting, uh, oh god, when he was like, they would only show him fighting for the military on screens from very far away and blurry. And there's a reason for that because that lo- that looked like the fucking X-Men video game from the 1990s that you used to see in arcades and like a side scrolling thing and nothing really looked like it was interacting with one another it looked like everything was disjointed it looked bad like it looked like a video game yeah um, Reed Richards tries at one point to like stretch his face into looking like another face and uh, you know what's oh, weird about Lord, that, that. It, it's it's like they were trying is to... that something that you could do in the comics is it something that you would know no I don't, I don't see like look I don't begrudge that if that's something that he could do it just it looked it so makes a certain amount of sense inexcusably awful but the thing are you what when he changed it yeah yeah that looked that scene it looked like play-doh yeah it, it looks like some, it looks like the ending of Mortal Kombat Annihilation but when but he, slapped onto miles teller's face when he had his face changed it was still clearly miles teller. Like I was not, I, I was not sitting there thinking, "Who is this random yeah, man?" Who's this guy? I'm like, why is his hair darker? What about stretching your limbs can make your hair darker? I See, I, I I'll go with them that he could change his face, but he can't be Mystique. Yeah, no, and then of course he changed his eye color too. And then of course Doom shows up again. And, and then they never but they never addressed that he could no. do that again. And that would have been very why useful. Why he doesn't need glasses anymore? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Spider-Man well, doesn't well, need glasses anymore. Well, it's he, he's, he's a superhero, which means he now needs to not wear glasses. Well, maybe he's like me. He's just got astigmatism. Like I could walk around without glasses just fine. It's just about reading and there's little details get blurry. But I don't care. I didn't even notice that till you just brought it up. But I it would seem like a very useful skill to have if you're trying to evade people, being able to completely change your face and appearance. But he never does it again in the movie. They never even mention. I, there's just so much about that's going on in this film that I, I don't know why it's there. 
and the 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 real like plummet that this film makes is in the last act of the movie. I mean, it, things were going; they were going badly, but at least the level of you know atrocity was at a consistent level. Once Doom shows up, it, it plummets. It plummets. Yeah, yeah, the entire final climax, and that's why I mean, um, it it did establish that. I thought that the final act of the movie would be them having to escape from the military and reclaim them their lives and agency, but the last act of the film, the climax, is Doom coming back. They build the machine again, and so they could go back for some reason. Why did they go back in the first place? Because we all assumed that he was dead. I mean, we we as an audience know that he's not, but everybody assumed that. Yeah, and they you left know, him he there got for lost. a year. Yeah, and he would die. Yeah, they went back to start surveying. Alright, whatever. Well, yeah, because the military wanted to weaponize it. Yeah. So, fine. They want to take the random happenstance of which fucked up four people and replicate that. Well, it didn't really fuck them up. Fucking them up would have been if they went and all got cancer. <laughs> they went and all got superpowers. It's pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but know. again, it was it was random happenstance. You know, it's, it's sure. not like you can really replicate that unless you really fucking tried. I don't know. They just went and it happened. Yeah. I mean, it didn't look like it was very hard. It, it wasn't just, like Final I, Destination. I thought that it was but... like, you know what I was waiting for? They send a monkey in the very beginning. They send a, a chimpanzee. Uh, to the zero planet and i was waiting for him to come back and have some sort of like fantastic four type power but he didn't <laughs> well the whole although thing... he didn't walk around yeah apparently like you can pilot that time but because it wasn't yeah, really it wasn't established whatsoever why they got their powers they just did um they do show which was kind of interesting and i th- kind of unnecessary in my opinion they showed uh as they're each getting into their individual pods um like a bunch of rocks fall into Ben Grimm's thing, and there's fire for no particular reason in in Johnny Storms. Why was there fire in his chamber? Uh, well, the glass broke, and there was fire. Where the rocks? I don't ignited. remember there being any fire. The in rocks that ignited, scene. I, except it flies at his face. The rocks ignited. It's just so that's so sloppy. The planet dude. was made out of flint. There's, there's any... the planet was made out of flint. <laughs> There's any number of excuses that you could use for there to be fire present, but they went the low route and just said, no, there's <laughs> no reason. It's just going to be there because fuck you. I, uh, it, was, it, it, it was a sight to be seen. Yeah, and then so Dr. Doom comes back and... They, yeah, they uh, find out that he's alive on the planet, and I'm fine with that because yeah. it's a magic space planet. may as well be magic. I don't care. I don't care about the science behind it. It's The science, it's all just a framework that you hang your story on. The problem is there, is there no was story. no story to be hung. That was um so he comes back and he has a cape. And we I forgot. We We laughed the first time we saw it. Where you see, he's walking towards the camera, limping, because he, he sprained his ankle while walking towards these people a year later, um, wearing, wearing a cape. He has a cape! And now, we're, we're on a planet with no one! 
No rocks. No cloth. No we're gonna get fabric. No, no rocks. No trees. No discernible. No discernible type of fabric. You know. Okay. In the film's defense, it wasn't like a Superman. Ca- it wasn't like Batman's. Ca- it wasn't like the actual Doctor Doom cape. It looked shitty, but still. Where the fuck it had a did hood. It, it had a hood. No, it kind of looked like a. Sh- it looked like it was all one piece of fabric. No, like it didn't. You- no, it stopped, and then there was a hood. You sure? Yeah. I remember there being a hood, but it just looked like it was one piece that he kind of put the thing. Like, it, it looked... It's, it's not like when you take a blanket. No. Well, it it's looked like... like a head wrap, almost. like a, Or like a burqa. Um, like a burqa that went over your... No, yeah, like a burqa. I was right. Uh, just a longer Fuck you. one. Um, um, it... it, it like, it looked like he took one piece of fabric. I'll show you. It looked like you did this. There's no hood. Yeah, except that wasn't... Yeah, except this wasn't there. It was a cape. Remember? He just put it over his shoulders. Nah, I don't know. Maybe. Ladies and gentlemen, you couldn't see that. I just put a blanket on my head and made a Doctor Doom cape. Except didn't. Exactly Um, like the one from the movie. Michael just doesn't want to admit that he's And then what happens is when he goes back to this planet eventually, he just... He holds out his hand and grabs it from the guy off screen. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Like, he's literally just walking, and he just picks it up. Like, doesn't bend down, just grabs it from the guy off screen. And, God, he looks fucking stupid. You see, I, I this this film actually made me miss the 2005 Doctor Doom. Mm-hmm. I had no problem with that, the way that Doctor Doom looked. He looked like Doctor Doom. I mean, the character was dumb, but he looked like it. This, this not only was the I character mean, did, dumb see, and unnecessary, but... The problem with the old costume, it had like the it had TV flash syndrome. It looked too accurate. Where it's like, yeah, it, you've never been to Islands of Adventure, obviously. Um, in Islands of Adventure in Florida, Universal Studios, they have like the superhero section, the Marvel world, um, and they walk around. They have like Doctor Doom, they have Spider Man, a couple X Men, and you know people that come out dressed as those people and the Doctor Doom one looks exactly like the Doctor Doom from the 2005 film it's just like yeah it it looks accurate but come on let's let's change it up a little bit because it doesn't translate very well yeah this didn't translate well either and that's not because no, it was accurate this was, this, this was so much worse this this looked like fucking I, I don't you remember I appreciate you remember, the concept you remember you remember like the face masks like the the celebrities wore in eyes wide shut when they went to like the wild sex orgies yeah 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 that's what it was yeah it kind of looked like a Venetian mask it looked um, like that um meeting the green lantern suit yeah I, I I could see that a little bit but the idea was like his 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 space suit fused to his skin and I'm fine with that concept like, isn't what is Doctor Doom's origin? Why does he looks fucked up underneath it? But can't he not take that armor off? No, he. I believe he can. Can he? Because I remember there was a point where um, someone tried to like. Yeah, but is this in the movie? No, no. I think I, I fucking forgot. Some psychic tried to like control his mind, and he couldn't. And they were like, "Oh, well, it's just because you're wearing your faceplate helmet thing." He's got magnetic and, and he took it off, and he's like, "Try it again." It didn't work again, still, because he's Doctor Doom. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, like I looked. You can do what you want with Doctor Doom. Yeah, just see, make at, it look okay. At least you know, going into this film, I thought that even if the script was a catastrophe, which it was, even if it was directed haphazardly, which it was, even if everything about the film fell flat on some level which it did at least it would be interesting visually mm-hmm. it, it wasn't I mean like we said the CGI was bad 
the character designs were well, atrocious. Well, I don't think it was 100% CGI. It looked like there was some some practicals. Yeah, Doom Yeah, Doom was... It was practical. Like That's when they had the leaked set photo a couple months back. Yeah. It's just poorly designed. It was poorly it looked, done, yeah. It looked bad. It this The green screening in this film... Again, it looked like Mortal Kombat Annihilation where, like, some sometimes, like, it was just not fit with the background. Sometimes the lighting would be off. Sometimes people's... I mean, it, it was never as bad as, like, Mortal Kombat Annihilation where, like, you could see the green in the green screen. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, just... For a $120 million movie, it should not look like this. Yeah. Ah. <sighs> It was uh, it was a sight to be seen. Yeah. Tyler's looking at a set photo of Doom right now. The, the particularly the leaked image that they they had. Yeah. It doesn't really even look. That doesn't look as. It looks worse in the movie. Yeah, honestly. It, it honestly does. It looks worse in the film than it did in the leaked set photo. I mean, this looks bad, but it does. It, it looks worse in the movie. Um, which is which is the same. I mean, there's 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 one point in the film where Doom is just walking through these this army base nonchalantly, and people's heads are exploding. I'm like, wow, this would be really you know. Yeah, he had interesting powers. Does he have powers? Cool. I don't fucking know. It'd be really interesting and cool if he didn't look so horribly stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they borrowed that from the movie um, Scanners. Uh, of course, the classic like head explosion. You ever, like whenever somebody posts a, a gif online um, where they're like oh my heart exploded and it shows the scene from Scanners where his head just blows up it's great yeah but this of course was a PG-13 movie so it popped inside of a inside of a helmet like a hazmat suit yeah so you couldn't really say anything oh well um, but again like I, there are going to be purists out there that are going to complain uh, about his powers and everything, and I, I don't care about that. I thought his powers were fine, but it he 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 was not the right antagonist. Um, and if they wanted to make him the antagonist, they did it very poorly, because he only comes in in the last five minutes, um, and. Uh, his motivation for wanting to destroy humanity there was is non-existent. Ultron had both more development and more motivation. And that's saying quite a bit. We'll see, like, we talked about how little I cared for, you know, Ultron. But at least he made sense. Um, it just looked as if they cut all of the relevant scenes. This was completely inexplicable. Why did he hate humanity? Did, they didn't establish that he hated humanity. He just didn't like the Baxter Corporation. Um, if it was a part of his character while he was still human, like he was a complete socio-anarchist or sociopath, um, then fine. Then that would exaggerate that. But this, he was kind of a dick. I mean, he, he wasn't yeah, there, a very was nice a, person. Yeah, there was, there was a point where it, it starts to go down that route... Where it shows uh, Reed Richards is talking to Susan Storm, uh, and they're like laughing together, and it has that that fucking goddamn stereotypical cliche of a trope that pisses me off every time I see it, where 
the one character is all seemingly happy and he's brotherly and camaraderie with, with everyone until he sees them laughing with the girl he likes and motherfucker, that's what turns him off to the whole idea. See, I didn't get that at all. I didn't think that he he, he didn't seem brotherly towards them in well, any way. Well, they did. There was that one two-second insert shot of them all eating Chinese food together and laughing. Okay. Yeah, that was that was as much camaraderie as you had in the Fantastic Four and that wasn't even the four. But uh, look, I'll go with them like that because they did establish that he had a thing for Sue in his very first scene. Um, it's like, is Sue there? She gives me the her. boner. <laughs> she gives me Kurt, a mad case of the boners, Doc. Oh, I'm coming. That's my and daughter. Double entendre. You Please get stop, it. Doctor. Um. Doom. Um, yeah, and then, yeah, there is there's there is that very stereotypical shot where he's looking at them. Like, they just start talking and laughing, and then he immediately rounds the corner and is smiling and looking through the glass door, but then it shows them laughing, and his facial expression changes, and the camera refocuses that you see it's his like reflection in the glass. Boning. It was just they were they were talking. I know, but still, it's but just whatever. that... It's there. I, see, that didn't really bother me too much. I didn't care. Fucking hate um, triangles. Compared triangles. to everything else. Fucking obtuse shit. Get it? Because it's from triangles. It's obtuse. Cute. Okay. Cute triangle. Okay, uh, but... Yeah, they, 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 he, he seemed like a jerk, but he, he didn't seem like the kind of person that would want to destroy the world. Granted, he was on this planet for a year without human contact, and maybe the green stuff made him crazy. That's fine, but... <laughs> the green boogery snot. But, so, he destroys the machine... Which creates a black hole. I, I laughed out loud. <laughs> yeah, Reed Richards it was, was like, it was, it's going because it was just the way because they that that was pay, that was a payoff from something that they established way early on in the film that if it was unstable then it created black holes. And that's not what I'm laughing at. I was just laughing at Miles Teller's delivery. Like he was just like, it's going to create a black hole that'll destroy the world. Like he, it felt like he was so past being there. He was just like, okay, let's get this over with. <laughs> I need to cash this paycheck it was already. So deadpan, and it was supposed to be like this major thing, but um, uh, even that, like, I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" Like, the movie just went on kind of an acid trip of trying to establish sense, some semblance of stake, um, which it didn't. Sure. I mean, <laughs> suddenly it shows like this abandoned army base, and um, you know, Doom starts like Super Mario Brother you know fusing the two worlds together that's what they took it from they started fusing the worlds together like in mario brothers were they was that a thing yeah that's what was happening because he was like sucking the planet up and it was basically merging the planet see i i did not get that at all yeah. and i'm not i'm not disagreeing that maybe that happened but i was just, just so I poorly did not yeah. see it yeah and so apparently like within 50 yards of this military base where this explosion starts um there is like a majorly populated highway that has no one on it or allegedly everyone on it, and they're all stuck in traffic. Um, and so there's it's Manhattan. There's a lot of traffic. No, it wasn't oh, no, Manhattan. Not Manhattan. No, no, no. Anymore. It was like they were in like that base up in fucking right, Kazakhstan right. where the Avengers tried to drop that island. Um, no, but it's it, and it just shows you, literally, there's only two shots of people in their cars and running, and then it cuts back to the destruction of like these cars just being brutally sucked through this thing, and no one's there. Yeah. Yeah, I just... And then, at the end of the film, after this entire big, quote-unquote, battle takes place, um, they're like, oh, we're just gonna write it off that no one knows about what happened. I'm like, you just fucked up, like, a thousand people's auto insurance. 
And I'm pretty sure that AIG doesn't cover black holes. Should. We got that thing up at Kern that's uh, a fucking Large Hadron Collider. That could create a black hole. Stephen Hawking said so. I just fucking... This movie, I was so fucking... Never in my life have I ever been watching a movie and been so... Bored. Yeah, but even in the final climax where it's like the big battle between them and Doom... It, it, it was paying off things that were not set up. Yeah. Like them having to work together as a team. In the film's defense, Dr. Richard, or Dr. Storm does say that they're going to have to learn together, but he's talking about them being scientists, not superheroes. There is no reason that they should be able to understand how to use each other's powers in tandem the way that they did. Um, ben says it's clobbering time and I've been oh my god it was the most cringeworthy fucking thing I have never seen something so poorly executed I was like this does not belong in this movie um yeah cause the the entire time they establish him as this like kind of uh what was it grim um just kind of stoic like uh he doesn't seem like the kind of guy that's going to be making quips. Um, and he's just really bummed out about a situation because now he's a giant rock. And then out of nowhere, he's like, okay, you know what I need? Catchphrase. It's clobbering time. I'm like, oh, my God. It would have been like if Oscar Schindler out of nowhere said, don't have a cow, man. It was just it was that out of place. This, this movie went two places for me. It went from agonizing boredom to horrid amounts of cringing. Yeah. Like, I... Fucking Jesus Christ. I think this movie was written by, like, an intern somewhere. Yeah, maybe. It's the same writing team from X-Men Origins Wolverine. It was either written by an intern or a word randomizer stuck in a blender. You know D.B. Weiss, the guy that writes Game of Thrones, writes the terrible shit that's been happening in season five of Game of Thrones. Yeah. Same writer of X-Men Origins Wolverine. Really? Yeah, it's his only other screen credit. Oh, guys, off-time drive uh, drinking game. Take a shot. But, oh, fucking good lord, was this movie agonizing. God, this, yeah. this, this was This was the moment. This is when comics failed Hollywood. Or more accurately, comics, or Hollywood failed Hollywood. I feel like in the years to come, people... People are going to look back at like the long history of comic book films and they're, they're going to say, what this was the lowest the, this point? This is where the crack started. Yeah, what, what was the lowest point? Was it Batman and Robin? No, this was worse than Batman and Robin. This film was worse than Batman and Robin. It was more boring than Elektra. It was it was more badly edited See, and, and like rendered Batman than and Robin, Catwoman. At least. Like, Batman and Robin, it was a stupid movie, but it was still a movie. Like, yeah. It still had a sense of logic in its own stupid way. Yeah. Um, where everything within the context of the film made sense. It was just really bad. This this felt... We said about Jurassic World where it felt like six different screenwriters. This felt like six different movies. Yeah. but like, this... And it was only two screenwriters from what I understand. And the movie wasn't It was wasn't a guy that, that wrote it and then a guy that uh, doctored the script for the studio. Yeah. But this movie, this was undoubtedly... Probably not only the worst comic book movie I've seen. This is worse than ever. Catwoman. This is like... this is worse than Catwoman. This is worse than Green Lantern. This is worse than X Men Origins Wolverine. See again, Green Lantern's shitty, but it's still a movie. Yeah, Catwoman was the only. The Catwoman is the only thing that I could think to com- compare it to, where it just doesn't even make sense within the context of its own, you know, universe. Yeah, this. 
But what I think this does, I do I think that this is uh, going to be the end of the superhero genre? Obviously not. Oh no. Um, I don't even think this. This is isn't the even going to be the fan of the Fantastic Four franchise. I think that this is going to be where the studios, like the hangers-on, the people like Fox and Sony that still have superhero properties that have been kind of avoiding the Marvel formula for so long, I think this is going to be the last nail in that coffin where they're like, no, this is just not how these movies work anymore. Um, uh, they were there have been talks about expanding this universe to uh, into the X-Men films yeah. because Fox has the, the, that property as well um, please don't uh, <laughs> I don't think anybody involved in this movie wants to come back uh, didn't look like they wanted to be there in the first place yeah and I mean the thing is too like, so this is like this, Miles this Teller is a very good actor um, we saw him in Whiplash he has the capability of, of being very good this looked like he was phoning it in just like it's a paycheck yeah this 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 whole thing, it's not even, it's not even like you would imagine it'd be a passion project of Joshua Trank, but very clearly it's not a passion project. It seemed what this was was a film that no one cared about, no one was interested in, and no one wanted to work to any degree on. And the movie that they created as a result is just an, a, it's just a piece of shit. No one cared. No one wanted to care. And this movie was simply pumped out because they need to make a new Fantastic Four movie every couple yeah, of years to retain the rights. Uh, otherwise, it lapses back to Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, so this movie was basically just a piece of shit shoveled out by Fox in order to keep the rights of the films that they have no intention of making any better. See, and I think that the only way that the Fantastic Four is ever going to work in film for me personally is if Marvel reacquires the rights and just uses them as auxiliary characters. I feel the same way about somebody like Reed Richards that I do about Superman. Like, I'm never gonna... I do not want to read a Reed Richards story. I will never, you know, I've read Fantastic Four stories, but, like, I just don't have any interest in that. Um, Seeing him in the universe itself with other characters, because he's a very important figure in the Marvel Universe, I'm fine with. Like, if he pops up in Avengers and he's like, look at this thing that I invented... Cool. Um, I don't want another Fantastic Four movie, and I don't care if they ever make one. They will eventually, but they will. But we'll try it again. I, or maybe Fox will wash their hands of it and be like, "Okay, Marvel, it's all yours," <laughs> or sign a Spider-Man deal. I mean, this fight, why don't they all do that at this point? Because Sony's going to be getting some of that money. It's not like they just gave up the character. They're probably going to get a majority of the money. No, no, because it's going to be an Avengers film. Probably for like the solo Spider-Man movies. I don't know how that deal works. It's something that I should have researched in my line of work. But uh, I, I don't see why they don't all do that. I mean, the only other non-Marvel studio Marvel property that seems to be working is Dare, uh, Deadpool which hasn't come out yet but I'm sure it's going to be fine um, and, and that's, that's because only like because there's studio involvement in yeah there's no involvement yeah and that's no only because yeah. the only reason that movie got made is because the fans demanded it so they're like okay let's give them what they want um, let's give them what they want and not touch it yeah that film's basically Tim Miller and Ryan Reynolds that is their baby but it's like okay the X-Men films are hit or miss I mean there have been some abortions and then there have been some really good movies um so I don't see Fox abandoning that to Marvel anytime soon, but somebody like Fantastic Four, what else do they have the rights to? Nothing at this That's point. That's it, yeah. yeah. 
I just and I, they they only have Daredevil because or uh, keep saying Daredevil fucking Deadpool because he's part of X Men X Men and that's why they're starting to actually spin off all these Gambit films. I mean, they're Hugh Jackman. He's doing his one last Wolverine film. That'll be his last contractually. I, I don't so you want Old he, Man Logan? I think it is going to be Old Man Logan. That's cool. Um, and what they're what the studio is saying is that they want Gambit to replace the popularity and caliber of the Wolverine character, which is odd because never in my life have I heard someone legitimately get excited over a Gambit movie. Deadpool movie, yes. Gambit that's movie, weird. not that's, so much. I think that's a generational thing because growing up, Gambit was basically Gambit was bigger than Wolverine, yeah. like in terms of just popularity from the X Men TV show and stuff. Um, yeah, people loved Gambit, and that's why it was always so strange to me that he wasn't in the original X-Men movies. Um, and he showed up in Wolverine and they botched it, but uh, nah, but you forget that they botched it because that was not the character that got botched in that movie. Um, not the big one, anyway. Yeah, no, this was... <laughs> yeah, this this one... I, I don't know. I feel like it's going to be really hilarious if... Granted, Fox, he, wasn't, he wasn't terrible in that movie. Yeah, it, it'll be fine. really hilarious if Fox puts all their chips into this Gambit movie and it's a critical failure, but Deadpool becomes a successor to Wolverine. See, Deadpool is not going to fail, but Deadpool is a rated R movie. So I'm very yeah. interested to see how it fares financially. Um, I, it's not higher. It's not a terribly high-budget film, from what I understand. No. It's not a low-budget film by any means, but it's not like it's not a superhero movie in terms of you know the budget. It doesn't have to be. No, I mean, um, Dread was made on, like, what, $33 million or something like that? Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah, and it was great. Um, Granted, no one saw it, but it was still fantastic. Yeah, but, like, Dread, I mean, as a character, doesn't have the fan base that Deadpool does. Deadpool's, like, honestly, gotta be one of the most popular comic book characters. Oh, yeah, I, I believe that the three probably... Of all time, right now. I, yeah, I think probably the three poster boys of Marvel is Wolverine, Spider-Man, and Deadpool. I think that's the three. I, you know, Wolverine is kind of a relic from the past at this point. You think I, so? I, I honestly, like, as far as comic fans go, in the movies he's big because he's the lead Hugh character Jackman, yeah. in every fucking X-Men film. We're going to make an X-Men movie just about Wolverine. They've all yeah, been yeah, about Wolverine. Yeah, it's a novel idea. This is, you mean, the fourth movie. Anyway. Um, yeah, I, I, I would say that Dead, uh, Wolverine has not got anywhere near as many fans as Deadpool right now. Who was the other X-Men that you named? Oh, the, oh yes, Spider-Man, Deadpool, and I always forget the Spider-Man's Marvel because I like him. Um, shots fired. Bam. I'm not a big fan of Marvel Comics. I like a lot of their I'm characters. I'm not a big fan of DC either. But uh, No, but I'm just saying like I like their movies and I like the a lot of their characters. But for the last ten years... <sighs> Civil War was interesting. I can't think of another Marvel book that's really captured my imagination at all. So I read Image. Nobody reads Image. I read Image. Fuck him. Well, it's like it's not like I'm uh, struggling to find entertainment in the world. No, you're just struggling to find meaning in life. There's a difference. It's a slight difference, but it's a difference. But uh, yeah, I'm not a big fan of Marvel comics. But fucking yeah, fantastic, fantastic. Quite literally, the worst movie I've ever seen. Yeah, it could. It's. Uh, I'm trying to think of a, a worse movie. Even like, well, uh, X Men Origins was better. Yeah, I'd like, hate to say that, but yeah, it was a series of cliches, and it was stupid. And every character that they touched, they did they wrong. They fucked it up. Yeah, but it's still it. It's a movie. It makes sense as a movie. 
a really bad movie, but this does not make sense as a movie. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the fuck happened. <sighs> like, I, 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 I struggle to think of anything else where every aspect was wrong. This was this was kind of a first for me. Like my dad and I, we have this kind of scale where we measure every like bad movie that we see. Because there was a movie called Buddy, and it was about a gorilla that we went and it was we went and saw, and we were thinking it was good. Like when I was little, like really really little, and we were thinking it was going to be like because Mighty Joe Young had just come out, and we thought it was going to be like another big actiony King Kong gorilla movie type thing. It was not. It was like watching paint dry. Um, about this lady who runs a con- conservation or something, and I'm like, oh god! So that for years, we like whenever my dad and I talk about movies, we're like, well, was it as bad as Buddy? Nope. This is the new Buddy for me. I'm like, I can't. This is this is it. This is this could be the worst movie I have ever seen. Yeah, it's it's funny because looking at the scores on Rotten Tomatoes, it looks and it's it, it's it's really great because. This movie was so fucking determined to shove the four into Fantastic and make it fan four stick, which is why I refer to the film not so affectionately as fan four stick. That's what they branded all the posters as. That's what everything when says. When did they take that away? Yeah, it's just huh. When did they take that away? Because it's know. not. It's 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 Fantastic Four now. It's Fantastic Four now, but it will all always the, be fan four stick in my mind. Yeah, but. all the all the promotional materials like that you'll see actually the ones up on Forty Second, the ones across the street here as well, all say fan four stick still. Yeah, like all of the subway ads. Yeah, um, although they've all been replaced with Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor in a different movie. What are those? Have you seen those subway ads? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, what the fuck movie is that? It's God fuck. I I know what it's called. Um, but what it is, it's it's about like CIA making sleeper agents, and Jesse Eisenberg is like a sleeper agent, and he doesn't know it. Fine, but why does he have Kurt Cobain hair? Because it's Lex Luthor. He was growing his hair out for the, that role. I um, thought that was a wig. It looks like a wig. <laughs> but, but um, no, I'm fan shocked. Fan forcing. The the ironic part about it is that they were so determined to fucking shoehorn in that four into some place that doesn't belong. That that four is going to be someplace else now, and that's in its Rotten Tomatoes approval rating. Yeah, it's at 9% right now. It's at 9% and it's going to go down. I don't know. It's like all of the people that have re- that are want to review it have probably already reviewed it. They haven't gotten our score up there yet, have they? Mm-hmm. No, they don't. Uh, how many how many how many how many tomatoes are you giving this film? Two. I'm giving negative 100. Like I couldn't know how many tomatoes. I don't think that's how it works. Anyway. <laughs> that's how it works. <laughs> How many tomatoes out of 100? That's not, that's not, that's how it works. That's not a formula, but okay. Um, <laughs> uh, you know what's I, coming? What? Doom. Doctor. Doom. Yeah, oh god, I laughed out loud when they said that. Oh, yeah, that was the line. Um, He's like, Victor, you need to come back. And he's like, there is no Victor. There is only doom. That's a line from Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters. Michael. <laughs> and not only is that a line from Ghostbusters, that's the line from Ghostbusters. It's more quoted than uh, one of the most quoted lines in cinematic history. Did they think people weren't going to notice? We were the only two laughing at that in the theater. I think we were you. the only two laughing at the movie. Everyone else was like dead silent. I think, I think a lot of people in theater enjoyed it. You think Although, so? You know, um, usually, 
Oh, when something like this happens, uh, you get a 9% on Rotten Tomatoes. You'll have a little, you'll fare higher on IMDb because they're not critics, they're just fans. This has, a, like, a four. <laughs> oh, actually, it might be lower than that because it's at a ten, let me see. Higher than, like, seven or eight. Unless it's Dark Knight, then it's got, like, a ten. Um, or um, Evil Dead 2. Yeah, well, whatever. Go suck a dick. Fuck Evil Dead 2. Fuck that movie. Fucking hate it. Fucking. <laughs> I love that movie. It's one of my favorite movies. I really wish I'd like stabbed you in the eye. Anyways, please, please don't see Fant Forstick. Please, it's no, no. Please it's an do. Abomination. Please do. You will be. Uh, like I was engaged. You said it was really boring, and yeah, I agree. The plot was boring, but I was fascinated from beginning to end. Um, go see it. It is a movie, like I said earlier, not on the podcast, but we were talking to somebody outside. This movie needs to be shown. This needs to be the first lesson in every film school throughout the world. They need to show this movie. Not to be like, this is what not to do. Just to be like, I don't think this could ever be achieved again. (laughs) (laughs) It's cold fusion, man. It's only going to happen once. We hope. I, I, look, I've seen a lot of shitty, shitty student films and just pure, like... Garbage. To, 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 not even on a Hollywood scale. Just just garbage. And this, this takes the cake in my mind. I'm like, I, I don't think I've ever seen something... There's no excuses. There's no excuses for this movie to be this bad. This is made by professional filmmakers. The only thing that I could say went right is that the movie was in focus <laughs> so Michael would you recommend Fantastic Four absolutely absolutely I would no I would not recommend this movie to people I hate I would not this should be in the Geneva Convention not to watch this movie no, I really, like, I, I this do movie. wholeheartedly feel that, like, if you're listening to this and you're on the fence about Fantastic Four, like, let me tell you, it's a bad movie. Um, but, maybe go see it. Listen, just to, just to share that experience, because I can't see this happening again for a long time. Never in my life. You need to see, it's, God, there's a, there's a, there's a saying, um, where, uh, I don't even remember. The, the basic idea is that you need the bad times to justify the good times. The rough things make me... Whatever. You know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Go see this movie because then you will appreciate every other movie ever in made. the world. Yeah. No, this... Just a little bit more. It will bring that much more brightness into your life. Because this, this... the next movie that you go to see... Oh, it's going to be fucking Citizen Kane. Even if it's Geely. <laughs> Even if it's Buddy. Yeah, even if it's Buddy. Go dig that up. Thank Nicole Kidman's in it. Yeah, no, this fucking movie. I Never in my life have I been so grateful of my bladder. Because the most... The, the, the most exciting part of this movie was the flight of stairs I had to walk up to to go to the bathroom to piss. The most exciting part was seeing your own penis. It was. Like, oh, look, a penis. Yeah, it I'm was. I'm all about that. It was. And I'm then I, Michael Holler. And then I went back downstairs, <laughs> and I was like, oh, fuck, that's right, I have a movie to watch. This is, well, honestly, this, this is... 
That's that's pretty generous. Yeah, that's fair enough. This was this was it's, yeah. It's not necessarily a movie. This was one of the few times where I have legitimately wanted my money back. Like yeah. I I want that back. <laughs> you know, um, the first time I went to go see Amazing or not Amazing Spider Man, but regular Spider Man three. We went to the midnight show. Well, I went actually. I went by myself to the midnight showing. Um, because nobody wanted to go. And so I was like, I'll go see it. Venom's in it. It's going to be great. Um, was it great? <laughs> like, so we get to the part where uh, Sandman, he lets Sandman go, which you'll recognize is like the very end of the movie. And just Sandman just turns into sand and blows away. I was like, fuck this! <laughs> and I just got up and like stormed out. I was like, yeah! <laughs> And I leave, um, kind of like slamming the theater door. And I'm uh, there's a guy uh, outside who works there. He's like, so how was it? And I'm like, <laughs> it was that bad? And he's like, it's that bad, huh? And I was like, oh, my God. And then so we started talking about it. And long story short, I got my money back. Um, cause really? Guy, yeah. I, I didn't ask for it. He's like, I'll give you your money back. That sounds bad. <laughs> and all I did was describe the plot. <laughs> But uh, he's like, there's a dance number in this movie. He's like, there was kind of a dance number in the last one. I'm like, you don't understand. He had emo hair, and he air humped the hair, and he air humped the air, and Mary Jane's hair blew back, and it was a jazz number. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can we go get my money back for this movie? Yeah, maybe. Nah, this is New York. They're never going to give you your money back. I don't like you. <laughs> we do, um, when Michael and I got the tickets, Michael goes, Two for fat four stick, and the guy is like about to correct you. He's like, ah. "Ah." (laughs) It wasn't really. I didn't notice. He 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 stopped and thought about it for a second because he was like, "What? Oh, you could kind of see the thoughts behind his eyes. Like, what did he say? Oh, because the old posters. Well, it's not called that. I don't care. (laughs) Well, that's not technically true because the he was actually standing in front of the poster, and the poster for the film still reads fan four stick. Still reads fan four stick. I still think there was a part of him that was like, oh, he legitimately doesn't know that it's supposed to be Fantastic Four. Like, he didn't know that you were being a smartass and then figured it out. I swear to God, Hollywood, if that's how you write a poster, that's how I'm going to say it. So, it started with reform. Started this with year, Too Fast, Too Furious, and then, like, there was... There that was, makes sense, though. There was a that bunch makes of, sense. There were a bunch of Fast and the Furiouses with, uh... Fast and the Fury Eye? Anyway. What? <laughs> what? That uh, had numbers in the... There were two. Fine. There were two. But two before that, that out never of happened. seven. Yeah, but fuck those movies. I can't oh, believe how like popular those movies are. Six out of those seven like When Paul movies. Walker died, like, I, look, I get it, and I'm very... I, I'm not taking anything away from Paul Walker, but I was shocked. Not to see the public outcry and support, but... To see how many people legitimately love those movies. Because I had seen one of them. And then I was like, oh, they keep coming out? This must be like Saw. Like, they come out every year, but people can't really like this shit, right? And then, no. It's the most beloved film franchise since fucking Star Wars. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Oh, God. Anyway. Fuck this movie, man. I've seen some shit. Seen some things, I've man. Seen, I feel I've like had, a Vietnam listen, vet. There should listen, be a trigger warning listen. on this, and I hate trigger warnings. <laughs> listen, 
coming from a man who's had his testicles cut open, this was probably the worst experience of my life. Hey man, having having them cut open couldn't have been the worst part of that experience. Having them try to commit suicide, yeah, having them twist, twisting around, yeah, so, and then spontaneously. Dying. Yeah. Like they threw spontaneously in there just so the audience knows that it you It wasn't some kind of weird thing I attempted. No. It wasn't some kind of a sex thing. <laughs> it wasn't some kind of a sex thing. Having my having my fucking testicles spontaneously twisted was not as bad as having to sit through this movie. And that yeah. I think should speak volumes. Even like including all of the uh, recovery? Yeah, honestly. Honestly, I would rather go through another eight weeks of recovery than try to watch this movie again. Ah, it's got to be an exaggeration. I really don't think so. This, You know when movies like Whiplash or Birdman that come out, and it's the kind of movies that when I see it, I remi- it's re- it reminds me like why I love film so much and why I want to be a part of that industry. really funny. And seeing this movie, it's the opposite. Like the exact opposite. It's, it, I saw it and I was like, film is dead. <laughs> this killed cinema. This killed cinema. This, this well, killed many the, things have tried. This killed. This did it. This killed. This killed the medium. Like this. This killed the moving picture. TV, YouTube, movies. All of it is fucked up because of Fantastic Four now. Like all of it is gone. It should be wiped off the plane of existence because this was so bad. Well, uh, being that television and film are now dead to you, fortunately, you still live in New York City. And that was a great segue into the fact that Bruce Willis... Oh, God. ...is going to be in misery on Broadway. Let me say that again. There's going to be misery on Broadway. Like, movie with Kathy Bates, where she breaks a man's leg with the sledgehammer. It's coming to the... The, to the New York stage, Michael. Yeah, I am Bruce, seeing the shit out of that. Bruce Willis is, of course, playing Kathy Bates' character. I would assume. I, w- I would hope. And uh, Kathy Bates is actually, playing... I, uh, I really want to look up who's going to play... Talk amongst yourselves. Yeah, K- Kathy Bates is actually going to be in the role um, of uh, Scott Kahn. There's a James Kahn. Scott Kahn's a younger, right? James Kahn, yeah. James Kahn, yeah. Kathy Bates is going to be playing James Conn's nice character. Pole. I was talking to my mom last night and I could not think of the name of that guy. Really? We were talking about, yeah. She was like, what was his name? I loved him. And I was like, um... Apparently not enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but yeah, Kathy Bates is going to be Scott Conn's character and Bruce Willis is going to be uh, Kathy Bates' character. It's a really interesting dynamic that they're doing to try and, you know, promote blind casting of the arts, uh, which, is, which is fantastic. Creative casting. Creative casting. Call it blind casting. That'd be weird. Casting. Like they're just putting people that they have no idea. Like they, they're just like, okay, you guy that pooped on himself the, on the subway. It's, it's like what they did with. You Van get Forsting. to be wicked now. No, it's what they. Is there a character in Wicked named Wicked? I, don't know. I, I never saw it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like what they did with Fan Forsting. They had people send in um, audio of who they are, basically, and they casted them for a movie part. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it was. That's progressive. It's extremely progressive. Um, you know, leave it to Fox in New York to be the progressive ones. Um, Jesus uh, Laurie Metcalf is playing either Kathy Bates or... It's James Conn. James Conn. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Probably, probably it's going to be really funny if like... Bruce Willis is just like Sheriff. Oh, God, I'd be so pissed off. <laughs> He has one Holy line. Fuck. <laughs> he just 
<sighs> it's like he appears at one point. He's like, is that you? And then gets shotgunned through the chest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So are we done with Fantastic Four? Can we talk about Hell Shot? Dear God, I hope so. Because if we, as long as we brought up Bruce Willis, we saw Kevin Smith this week. We did. Twice, actually. Um, so if you are a fan of his, you probably know that he had this major uh, thing in Brooklyn this last week in which he showed a screening of Mallrats. Yeah, we were we were very excited. Well, let's go to the first one first. And you want to know something about that before we get to the first one. Okay. You and I, we did not need to go <laughs> to that screening of Mallrats. No, we didn't. Um, we didn't stick around for the movie. Uh, we, we got there at what, 4.30? Yeah, yeah. And now let me say this about that. I do love Mallrats, and I would have stayed. I really would have had it been a little bit more comfortable, but it wasn't. We got there, yeah, at 4 o'clock. They opened the doors at 5. Um, and it's at a skate park in Brooklyn. Uh, so not, we were sitting there. Not as cool as you may imagine it to be. By skate park, we mean empty asphalt lot. Yeah, it literally looked like a, a Costco parking lot um, with some skate ramps at the very end of it. It was a very scenic little place. Like, the view of Manhattan was gorgeous. Um, if we were there for ten minutes to take a picture, great. Um, but, you know, there was no seating. They, uh, they, but granted, they did say, take your own seats. I just don't own anything that resembles seating. I guess I could have brought that blanket. Um, and that's where I would have sat. would have made very little difference. But the other thing was, they, uh, they, they didn't take debit for anything. It was cash only. And for some reason, I don't... I have not learned that living in New York City, you need to take cash everywhere because they don't take debit fucking well, anywhere. Well, every business is basically a front for money laundering. Well, the thing is, like, they don't have to report it if it's uh, cash only. They don't have to... It's, it's all kind of shady. They don't have to pay taxes, but, you know, fucking New York City taxes are astronomical. Killing the entire city, Michael. Um, thanks, Obama! It's nothing to do with Obama. I liked Obama. I voted for him twice. I'd vote for him for a third time. I'm just saying. I thought it was the thing. Anyway, BuzzFeed sponsored this thing. Oh my god, it was probably the most painful. It was exactly how I would expect a BuzzFeed event to go. Um, Stupid, we, unintelligent, and made for the lowest common denominator of people. So first of all, we had to sit that like we got in at five, we got which in we'd five. already been there an hour to begin with, and it was fucking hot that day. It has been like 90 degrees during the day in Manhattan for the last few days. And boy, oh boy, I don't miss that. It was hot and we were fucking sitting on pavement. Yeah. Um, And they were playing music very, very loudly. And it was the worst type of music. It was like this weird 90s playlist. Yeah, it's like like all of the uninteresting (laughs) music from the 90s. It's like you remember all your great fond memories of the 90s? Now, you know the things you don't remember? That's what we was playing. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a lot of that. And there was one guy in particular oh, God. that was dancing. So th- it was in Williamsburg, right? So uh, everybody knows this is a hipster capital of the world. It's, it's, it's basically it's Williamsburg and Portland, Oregon. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Williamsburg is basically East Portland. Um, Portland East, I should say. East Coast. Portland's on the other side of the country, Michael. Let me explain to you geography. <laughs> this guy, I, he had to have been on ecstasy. Um, because from 5 o'clock when they started playing the music to 8 o'clock when Kevin Smith took the stage, this guy was dancing in the same way. And he was, it, was, it was awesome. It was for, a sight for to those see. Of you, who, those of you who play... Oh, it was so great. For those of you who play Mass Effect... 
Um, think the Shepherd Dance, and not the Mass Effect Two Shepherd Dance, the Mass Effect Three Shepherd Dance. And, that what was happening. And for those of you who aren't complete nerds, um, picture any fucking Ricky Martin video in the world, or Enrique Iglesias, or something like that, where they wear an open shirt and it's blowing in the wind. He was doing like he was <laughs> making ma- the wind you, blowing. There was no wind. He he provided it himself. He opened. He had his plaid shirt open and he was like using he was his pretending hands like to he was blowing it in the like breeze. it was blowing <laughs> and he Four, did this five, three hours he did this for like it was more than three hours because even when kevin smith was talking he was doing it really yeah oh, i wish i had that on film and uh, a lot of people do i imagine if you look up kevin smith williamsburg youtube um, you'll find it because there were so many people filming this oh guy. God. Actually, when the people uh, got out to introduce Kevin Smith, the first thing they said was, "Give a big hand for our shitty DJ." And like, but even more importantly, give a good hand for that <laughs> guy in the flag. Guy. <laughs> for oh. our shitty dancing guy. I, yeah, I don't even think he was. Oh, he was great. He was fantastic. No, like I hated him. Um, so his I happiness did. ruined my day. It did, it did, and I, I looked over to you and I was like, I want to leave right now and then tell this guy you ruined my night. <laughs> why? I don't know. He didn't do anything to me personally. He wasn't even anywhere near my line of view. I had to put out an effort to see him, and boy, did I! <laughs> Multiple and it made times. Me angry. <laughs> oh, it pissed me off. I was like. Why? Why the fuck are you so Why happy? Why are you enjoying yourself? I'm upset right now because I wanted to come see Kevin Smith and that's not happening. I'm listening to the shitty music and you are so overjoyed and I'm thirsty and fuck you. <laughs> they had no water. They yeah, had they no didn't water. It's no water at this place. It was 90 degrees in the middle of the fucking day. It was hot as shit. I went to go buy water. and Oh, we don't have they that. They sold beer, wine, and soda, but they ran out of soda in 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it was poorly planned. There were a lot of people there, though. There were. And, you know, it would have made sense if, like, this were, like, the first time they were doing it and it was, like, they didn't logistically know how to do it. Yeah, this was the second summer. time. This, this was the second time they did uh, it. No, apparently they do this every summer. They do it do multiple they? times, yeah. Um, they just show well, this three is the second time the that week yeah. that they did it. Right. They showed Billy Madison before that. Um, but so Kevin Smith finally, after out, three hours of us sitting there uh, just being miserable, finally he got there. Um, Talked for like half an hour. Yeah, well, it was super cool. It was of great. Him. Yeah, it's it always... was super cool of him to show up and talk because he, they weren't gonna. Do, they were just gonna show the movie, and they told him because they had to get the rights. And he's like, "Okay, I'm gonna be in the East, I'm gonna be out the East Coast anyway, um, doing Comic Book Man and stuff. I'll come over and fucking introduce the movie." So, yes, Kevin Smith, fucking Menchie ass guy. Um, but it was he, the questions were vetted by BuzzFeed. Yeah, which so means that the questions the most, were vetted by everyone else on the internet. Yeah, basically they stole them from a bunch of they stole them from Facebook. Um, but they they were the most uninteresting questions well, ever. A few of the Facebook, a few of the questions they had it was like someone on your Facebook page commented that this, and that was the question. Well, yeah, well, uh, what was the question though? Or what, what was the example? Because he was saying somebody on Facebook asked this, but yeah. that's because he pulled it from Facebook. Yeah. But they were really uninteresting questions. No. They were like, so, I hear you're a director. What's that like? Yeah. You are friends with Ben Affleck. What's it like, you know, in Ben Affleck? 
Yeah, that's like, God, Jesus, does no one follow... Kevin Smith, you have every opportunity to hear the guy talk, and it's the number one thing that gets asked. Is, do you know Batman, right? I'm like, not really, not anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Although that story ended up being fantastic. Um, he told the story about, like, the last time he emailed him. Oh, uh, yeah, oh, yes. <laughs> so he's told this story before, I've heard it before. Um, for those of you that don't know. Yeah, for those of you who haven't heard the story, somebody asked him, uh, when the last time he spoke to Affleck was, and he said, "Okay, well, it was back when they were doing Red State." He right asked before him, yeah. they started production on Argo. Right, and he had just done the town, and he was, you know, he's Hot l- legit. Yeah, he's Hollywood's big director at that point. Um, so he asked Affleck if he would give a quote for the movie. Um, well, because what happened first was um, Ben Affleck emailed him. He's like, "Hey, you know, I, I hear you're coming out with a new movie. Can I possibly see it?" So Kevin Smith sent him over the 35 millimeter. Sure. Um, two days later, got it back. There wasn't a note. There was no phone call. No email. Nothing. And um, he was like, "Oh, okay. I wonder if he liked it." And um, a few days later, he started seeing in the trades that uh, Ben Affleck had basically. Yeah, he hired signed, his entire he signed cast. Michael Parks. I believe he signed um, uh, Destiny. What's her name? And John Goodman. And John Goodman. Yeah. All for Argo. <laughs> and he's like. And so Kevin Smith emailed him. And was like, dude, well, what the fuck? Well, uh, he's like, did you even like the movie? He's like, well, obviously I liked something about the movie. Um, and so he asked. Yeah, yeah, he asked for a quote. And so he's and like, he's okay, like, that's fine. Yeah. And the quote that he delivers him back is. This movie had a great cast. Yeah. And they're like, oh, fucking come on, man. Like, that's the best you got? And, like, Quentin Tarantino said that he fucking loved this movie. He's so reported we, on the poster. He says, I fucking love this movie. movie. And, yeah, and he said, can you give us, you know, something better? And Ben Affleck was like, all right, all right, all right. So what, what did Quentin Tarantino said? He's like, Quentin Tarantino said, I fucking love this movie. So it's like, all right, give me some time. I'll get you back with a quote. Kevin Smith gets an email 20 minutes later, and it reads... <laughs> I fucking love this movie more than Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> Which is awesome. <laughs> I really want to buy that DVD. If solely if it just has that, I fucking love this movie, Quentin Tarantino. Under that, I fucking love this movie more than Quentin Tarantino, Ben mm-hmm. Affleck. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So he talked to her a little bit. Uh, mostly Mallrats related shit as you would imagine because A, it was a fucking screening of Mallrats. B, Mallrats 2 is coming out. He's uh, moving forward with it. Die hard in a mall. mall. It's actually called Mall Brats is the title of the film. It's gonna have like the newer generation. It's gonna have his daughter in it. Um, By Kevin Smith's actual daughter? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, like she, well you know about the movie Yoga Hosers. Oh, that's right. Yeah. She's the star of that as well and Johnny Depp's daughter. Yep. We're good friends, and that's why Johnny Depp is in all of these fucking Smodcast movies now, which is crazy. Um, so, but before that, uh, I mean, Michael Johnny and Depp I... Johnny Depp will really do anything at this point. Huh? Johnny Depp will really do anything at this point. I know, he's not. He's not. Have you seen well, look, Into I, the Woods? I loved him in fucking uh, Tusk. Did you watch Tusk yet? I haven't yet, actually. You should watch it. That's good. Um, but, uh, yeah, I didn't see Mordecai, and um, don't think I'm gonna. Yeah, you really shouldn't. Have you seen Transcendence? No, but yeah. that looked like fucking painful. It looked so boring. 
Um, what is it that was, movie though? He, he's doing another one right now where he's playing like a mob boss that looks super yes, interesting. Yes, that it's actually a, looks like the first time like Johnny Depp will be acting in yeah. a very long time. It's called Black Mass. It's a, yeah, I was it gonna say a it's a Batman of, villain. I'm like, what, was it called the Joker? What yeah, they, they call this movie Clayface. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it has uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, Johnny Depp, Joel Egerton. A lot of people mm-hmm. are in it, but uh, it, it looks fantastic. Bandersnatch. Yeah, Con Holmes. Yeah, no, that movie looks good. Steven go, everybody, go see Black Mask. We don't know what it is. Well, we know what it is. We haven't seen it yet, but it looks great. Mm-hmm. Also, Deadpool also go see Tusk. Um, no, but th- two days before that, on Sunday, we went and uh, Kevin Smith had a show. Uh, it was his 45th birthday, and they asked him, you know, what did he want to do for his birthday? He's like, I want to do a fucking show, because it's what the man does. Um, so, yeah, he did a, a, a Q&A at Caroline's on Broadway. Spent $5,000 on... Four drinks. Yeah. Michael, this is my favorite part of the <laughs> evening. He looks over, he's like, you think they put alcohol in the Shirley Temple? Because there was a two-drink minimum, so he had to order something. And I'm like, no, it's a Shirley <laughs> Temple. It's the whole point. Well, and see, why are you ordering a Shirley Temple, you little <laughs> bitch? <laughs> They're not going to ID you. You're already in the club. Well, you see, the whole thing, too, is, like, my mother growing up, like, every time she'd order me one of these, because when I was, like, five, six, this is what I'd always drink at, like, a restaurant, because there's fucking grenadine in it, and I didn't have grenadine. Grenadine was, like, the jizz of angels, and I couldn't get my hands on it. All they could, you know, get it on their hands on it was at Benihana's, so, of course... very sad. I'm going to go buy you a bottle of (laughs) grenadine, because it costs 75 cents. It is not the jizz of angels. The jizz of angels would be something that's hard to acquire. Yeah, but so... Well, as far as you know... um, I mean, I could easily access the jizz of angels, but... I have a direct line to God. I am the son of God. What if I was Jesus? What if that's how I just came out about being Jesus? It'd be vastly disappointing. Yeah. Well, well to a lot of people. <laughs> I wouldn't care. <laughs> You'd be like, ah, fuck it. Ah, whatever. Yeah. Um, but, like, I was hiding my powers as well. Can you turn bread into fish? Yeah. Shit, I don't have any bread. What can you do with peanut butter flavored pretzel sticks? Brother, you don't want to know. <laughs> but, um, oh, but no. So, my mother, like, ordering these for me, she's like, oh, can you make sure it's non alcoholic? And so I fucking finally ordered, like, one of these for myself. Can you like, make sure it's non alcoholic? Oh, like, you order a Shirley Temple. Can you make sure that Shirley Temple is non alcoholic? And they're like, ma'am, what are you, a little bitch? <laughs> Of course it's fucking not alcohol. It's a Shirley fucking Temple. That's the whole point. And why are you drinking a Shirley Temple, you bitch? waiters at Benihana's are fucking dicks yeah anyways we saw the man talk uh, for about four and a half hours yeah yeah there was nobody going on after him he said uh, it was originally supposed to be three hours he extended it at four hours he said we are in here until they kick us out yeah Yeah. so uh, yeah I got a really really nice long Q&A he was wonderful uh this is this would have been your first time seeing him, right? Uh, yes, yes it has. You didn't see him at Comic Con. Yeah, because no one invited me. <clears throat> you fuck. Well, you know, I didn't have to invite you to the Q and A at fucking Comic Con. Yeah, you did. The one at the Manhattan Center. Yeah, you had tickets for it. I don't really know you back then. We'd done like twelve podcasts and stuff, but I didn't really like you back then. <laughs> you still don't like me. Yeah, but now Gian's gone. I couldn't take him to the show. <laughs> yeah. You had to take somebody. I don't go by myself. Like you did Spider-Man 3. Yeah, because yeah. look what happened at that showing. 
Um, but <laughs> and you know, it's weird. actually a good thing because if you were with Gian at Spider-Man Three, I think halfway through that movie, you would have just turned him and just strangled him. I don't know if me and Gian really hung out back then. I mean, I knew him, um, but, but like we've gone through periods where like because Gian, when I first met Gian, he, we were like we had a lot of mutual friends, so we didn't start hanging out like one on one. Like he didn't become my best friend until. I always kind of forget that that didn't happen until, like, after Spider-Man 3. That's how we bonded. Anyway. You need a marriage counselor. Yeah. Not married to him. <laughs> yeah, sure. So it's, I was going to say it's not legal, but it is. In all 50 states. You know, it's... it's there's a part Even of Nebraska. Me, yeah, there's, there's a part of me that's a little disappointed about that. About... Gay marriage being, being legal. legal, yeah, and I, I really, and <laughs> here's just and lost here's, a lot of listeners. Well, here's 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 my reason. It's there's a small part of me that wanted to see which state would be the last. Oh yeah, oh, there was no That's, chance of that ever happening. That's how like big sweeping laws like that get played and goes to the Supreme Court. See, that's all. That's all that I mean. I wanted I mean, to see who is last. Would be last would be fucking Arkansas. Yeah, maybe Florida. or Mississippi. Yeah, well, this somewhere, is somewhere in the south. Wouldn't it be crazy if it was like Jersey? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or or one of the original states that had it like, yeah, they, retroactively like, went back on it. <laughs> it's fucking Oregon because all the hipsters are like, we had gay marriage before it was cool. Yeah. And then they legalized it. Oh god. Ah, no, but it's it's great that we have that. Um, equality, folks. Equality. Everyone so, can now equally be unhappy with marriage. Right. So, um, yeah, no, we saw this Kevin Smith show, and then afterwards, fucking, not only did he extend the show by an hour, he stuck around to, and this isn't something that I, I've really ever seen him do, but I've only seen him at majorly massive venues before, so it makes sense. This was like a much more intimate kind of crowd, or a couple hundred people, maybe. Um, you think there's that much? Yeah, yeah, easily. There's probably like two to three hundred people in there. Uh, but yeah he just stuck around and uh, took pictures and not only did he take pictures he fucking just shot the shit with people like that's what I was uh, I said it on Facebook I was like it really kind of impressed me that you know there are a lot of celebrities that'll stay after and do pictures and you know sign autographs and stuff and that's wonderful it's more than they have to do Um, but I've never encountered a celebrity especially on the scale of someone like Kevin Smith, that really, not only did he do that, but he engaged us. Like, he talked to us, and he seemed genuinely happy to speak with us. Um, and that's fucking great. She didn't have to do that. It was fucking birthday, man. He had his family there, and they were trying to get him to go, and he's like, no, oh, these people. I don't know to talk to fans. These people just saw me talk for four and a half they hours. They only see me talk for some while. I don't know why. He lost a lot of weight. Yeah. Some like 88 pounds since December, which is borderline unhealthy, <laughs> you would think. How many pounds have you lost since December, Michael? Um, negative 10. Negative 10. I've probably gained some weight. It's what happens when you eat, like, a McDonald's family meal for a, a single Look, you sitting. opened your fridge today, and I was frightened. <laughs> he's got he's got this, like, what, what do you call it? It's a family Pox? Pack, yeah. And I do, and I do I think actually, pox. I, I actually that finished wasn't... that the other day, and I filled it up with two bros pizza. It, it looks like, it's, it kind of looks like a Happy Meal box, but, like, for seven people. <laughs> and it's just sitting there, and then he's got a bunch of pizza, and he's also got, like, ten White Castle boxes 
that for some reason you won't throw out because it makes you don't want to throw I, it in this garbage because it makes the room smell like White Castle. Why don't you throw it in the real garbage? Because I was tired. It's five, like ten it's, feet away. It's ten feet away. Granted, but that means I would have had to like get dressed and like go outside. And... That's kind of strange, like because it's not like you usually keep your space clean. Your space is immaculately clean, which is not. I just mean the fridge. Oh yeah, I know the fridge is a fucking catastrophe. You're disgusting. Fuck you. Disgust yeah. me, you pig. Yeah, pretty much. Um. So yeah, meeting Kevin Smith. That was like a, you fucking. Astounding for me because this is a, my hero since I was a child. Tyler visibly had an erection. It was yeah, I had a massive. Uh, it lasted longer. It lasted longer than the four-hour talk. Right. Yeah. Right. right. We well, had to call a doctor. They're like, "Did you take the Viagra?" No. Fortunately, oh. my penis oh. isn't terribly impressive, so I don't think everybody noticed. I don't think but, anybody uh, noticed. Well, except for Michael, apparently. Well, he had to tell me after. I didn't tell you after. He forcibly shoved his hand down my pants and I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm drunk off of those Shirley Temples. <laughs> I'm wasted. All the credit <laughs> Oh, God. But yeah, no, that was fantastic. Um, not you shoving your hand down your pa- my pants. That was okay, too, but... <laughs> that was mediocre. Mostly, mostly, mostly Kevin Smith. Um, so the last thing that I want to talk about couple of months ago I went on a massive rant about the DC re-reboot um they're calling it the DCU but like Y-O-U DC wait what? yeah <laughs> that's what it's called DC Universe it's literally um well they're not the universe it's just like they called the other one the new 52 this one's the DCU they're trying to tell the audience, and you can be Robin, and you can be Robin. Yeah. So that was what I really lost my shit about last time. I was like, okay, that and Batman becoming a fucking robotic bunny, which I still think is retarded. Um, I read We Are Robin, and I read the first couple issues of the new Batman, the first three. Those are what's out. Um, not that terrible. It's not the worst thing that's ever happened in comics, but at the same time, I'm just like, Why? First of all, the bunny Batman is not Batman. Batman is dead, again, spoilers. Um, Quote-unquote dead, but not, and he's coming back. But I'm like, they just did that in the comics. Right before the New 52, we had uh, Batman allegedly dying and somebody taking over for him. Well, this time it's Commissioner Gordon. Um, And we are Robin. It's All of this is in response to the... Uh, Marvel. No, it's all in response to Marvel. Endgame. The Batman... Just the Batman stuff. The uh, Endgame, the Joker story that they just finished up. So now Batman is gone, and the city is fucked. So a bunch of kids decide to be Robin. Now, when you're reading all of like the um, all of the letters and stuff at the end, all of the letters from the editor at the end of the comics, they're talking about uh, the reason that they did this is because they want to make DC Comics more inclusive to everybody. Which I think is a great notion. I think that's fantastic. The problem that I have with it is it's so clearly just fucking cash grab. <laughs> it's like if you really wanted to make your universe more inclusive, why wouldn't you just do that? Maybe. Why did it have to be to all of this ridiculous fanfare? And what I will say is like the new the new comics and stuff that they bring it on, I, I haven't read most of them, but I, I'm fine with that. But uh, the idea that Robin is now seven people is stupid. That's not what Robin is, Michael. 
Mike, Michael, Robin is Batman's sidekick. No, he's not. It's a it's a group of street orphan kids. None of them are actually orphans. The only one is like the lead kid, whose name I can't remember. It's a it's a group of street kids that and he's not even really even a real orphan. Birds. His parents are just oh. missing right now. No, yeah, no, I know. I, in all honesty, I do know what you mean. Like Batman, he has to, Robin has to be the character that is the juxtaposition to Batman. Right. You know, he mm-hmm. has to be the orphan. Um, he has to be a cop. It has to be revealed at the very end that his legal name is actually Robin. Right, right, right. Yeah, exactly. He changed his name for no reason to John Blake. And, uh, yeah, well, that's that's essentially what Robin is, right? That's the archetype. Essentially. But, uh... I don't like this. I don't like this thing. If it's just a miniseries, fine. They still have Damian Wayne, which is weird. He's He's still... He's back from the dead now. And he's got his own uh, thing. Did they kill him in Batman Beyond? They killed... No. They killed him. He was never in Batman Beyond. Wasn't he? No. He was... That that show got canceled oh, no, no. way they referenced after. him. They referenced him in Batman Beyond. When? In the cartoon? Yeah. In Impossible. The, in he, The Return of the Joker. When did that come out? Because Damian Wayne was created in like 2006. Fucking... I swear to God. They referenced him at one point. You're talking about Tim Drake. Tim oh, Drake yeah, is the go. kid of the... Yeah. Yeah. Um, you're talking about John Blake. Uh, yeah, Edward Morgan Blake. So here's the th- like, when we're talking about well, first of all, the Batman stuff isn't a, really a diversity issue. It's a, it's about because it's James Gordon. If uh, <laughs> if that's there, who's another white man? Uh, well, right. That's what I'm saying. He's like an able-bodied white man, heterosexual. But this like, time he has a mustache. But he's old. He doesn't have a mustache. He actually has to shave it. What? It's like, well, the idea is that he's, um, like, the suit looks stupid because it's, he's Jim Gordon. He's 46. He's a smoker. He used to be a Marine, but it's been a while. So the only way he's going to survive being Batman is if he's in this robot suit. Um, this company, uh, decides after Batman goes missing, they're like, well, we need a Batman in Gotham, so we're going to make this robot suit and we're going to work in conjunction with the GCPD for some reason. Um, and so they have this program where they're taking like, you know, rookie cops and they're like, they're training them to be Batman. And, uh, the leader of this program, she comes to Gordon, she's like, you know, for some reason I want you to be Batman. Makes a little bit of sense because he knows Batman. He knows what Batman means. He knows what, uh, he stands for. And he's like... Well, you know what Batman means. You know what he stands for. Would you be offered the job of Batman? If somebody offered me the job of Batman and they're like, you don't even have to get into shape, we got a robot suit. Um, <laughs> is that a question? Is that literally a question you're asking me right now? Yeah. Yeah. I do it. You stupid. Are you gay? <laughs> <laughs> That's um, funny it's why is it ironic? Exactly. Um, I'm calling Batman gay? Well, I mean. Didn't Bob Kane admit that, like, on his deathbed? No, but Grant Morrison said he believes Batman to be gay. Oh, that's what it was. What about Jim Steranko? What's Jim Steranko think? He's just going to punch you in the face. <laughs> He's going to punch Batman in the face and then draw on, on the Batmobile with a knife. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Fucking Jim Steranko is awesome. <laughs> uh, so, Gordon is Batman. Whatever. That's about all that's happened in the story so far. Except, well, I'm not going to spoil him. He, they cut his mustache off and they give him a stupid looking mohawk because he has to be in like the... 
the little uh, outside suit for the inside of it. And, you know, it's required to have a mohawk to pilot that. Oh, also, like, he does have, like, a regular type bat suit. It just doesn't have a cape for when he gets out of the big costume. So Batman can't have a mustache. They established that in Dark Knight Rises. And Dark Knight Returns. And that Call Me Baby, uh, Call Me Maybe parody video with Batman in it, which was awesome. Not familiar with that one? Oh, watch it after the podcast. It's great. Um, anyway. We are Robin. Uh, it's in response to uh, Batman being dead as well. Uh, so all the kids decide to be Robin. That's it. And I'm like, as a miniseries, fine. But if they're trying to be like, okay, Batman's always going to be a robot bunny and Robin is always going to be 12 people. I'm like, no, fuck you. Fuck everything about you. I don't see how this makes Tumblr happy. Why? What's progressive about this? token characters but what i will say about this whole diversity in comics which i think is sorely needed um why not just make fucking batman black or you know any other minority if they really really want to put their money where their mouth is completely reboot it batman's fucking black now and it's not this isn't like some stupid ham-fisted oh this is the batman from the streets and it's not batwing it's not like another character this is just fucking bruce wayne and he's black and fuck you if you have a problem with that go suck a dick you racist well they can't because the exact same people who would complain about that um are the people who are in charge of dc well apparently according to what they're all saying is they're all for stuff like that now the other half of this equation which i'm super totally all for is that they've taken a lot of um like a lot of uh people for the creative teams um and put them into positions that you know have traditionally just been fucking white men and i'm like well that's i care about that so much more than whatever the hell actually happens in the comics because let me tell you something about comic books michael they're not real what there's no such thing as batman (gasps) that's not true i saw the documentary on it However, the people writing Batman and Superman, those are real people with real-world consequences. And why shouldn't you have other people's perspectives? You know, one of the, the biggest problem with uh, diversity in comic books and progressivism in comic books historically has been that they're written by fucking rich white guys that have no idea how to write from a... Like, this is when you get things like Black Panther or, or Power Man, where it's just like, that's, that's fucking racist. <laughs> But yeah, see, we got black people in our comics, but you, you know, you don't have to call them black something. They could just be people. And they're like, no, fuck you. Eat our dirk. And still buy our product. And please still buy our product. Yeah. So that's all I'm saying. It's like we were talking about it a couple of episodes ago um, with uh, the Sony email where they said, you could have Spider Man, Marvel. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But he has to be Peter Parker, and you're like, okay, whatever. He has to be he white. He has to be white, and you're like, what? He's <laughs> like, he has to be straight, and you're like, what? Because, <laughs> like, with the white, I'm like, uh... Hey, first of all, I'm not justifying that in any way. I think he doesn't have to be any of those things. But I could see why they put it, because they, I guess he could have been something else, because you have Miles Morales right now. Um... But straight? Was that ever in... Like, were they ever in danger of having a gay Spider-Man? Was that really... Do you think that's what And if so, what's the, the problem with that? And that's what I, that's the point that I'm about to make. Is, like... You look at a character like Spider-Man. What makes him Spider-Man? 
He's a teenager. Obviously his sexuality. Yeah. He's a teenager. He likes science. Um, he gets bitten by a spider. His power obviously comes from the boner that he has for women. Mm-hmm. <laughs> his uncle dies and he feels the sense of personal responsibility. That's all. And he's jokey and fun. That's all. Why does that have to be a white person? It doesn't. Um, he could be anything. He could be gay, straight. He could be male, female, non-binary. Well, he can't really be female because then he wouldn't be Spider-Man. He'd be Spider-Woman. And there's nothing wrong with that, what I'm just saying. Um, the same thing with Robin. I'm like, you know, the only thing Robin has to be is Batman's sidekick. Other than that, he could be black, white, Asian... He could be male, he could be female, he could be non-binary. It doesn't fucking matter. He just needs to be Batman's sidekick, and I don't know why DC Comics doesn't understand this. <laughs> there have to be seven of them. There has to be seven of them, and they don't know Batman either. Like, what? They're not technically sidekicks. They're not, yeah. They're, everyone is their own sidekick. They're sidekicks <laughs> to each other, see? Like, that's fucking stupid. But it's the same thing with, like, um... Uh, uh, Idris Elba playing James Bond, which apparently isn't a thing. Is it not? Fuck, that kind of pisses me off. Well, he said that he's never had a meet. Like, there were rumors that he was meeting with uh, the Broccolis about it, and he just said that has never happened. Um, That being said, they haven't announced anybody else, and I think that if they really are listening to people, go ahead and fucking cast him. But this is the thing. If you do cast him, this is what I personally think should happen. You cast him as James Bond. You let him be James Bond. You don't fucking change the character. It's not... This isn't... This isn't fucking the Shaft version of James Bond. This isn't some bizarre black exploitation where you have to have some excuse that this black guy is now James Bond. No. You cast him because he's the best fucking guy for the job and he would be a fantastic James Bond. Which is what they did with uh, Peter Dinklage in Days of Future Past. Exactly. Exactly. Um... Didn't have anything to do with the... He wasn't building the Sentinels because he had a Inferior complex, complex. Yeah. yeah. He was just fucking a he brilliant was a scientist. He was task, yeah. Yeah. And fuck you. So, and that's, like, what I'm saying. It's like, actually, I don't... Actually, speaking of Peter Dinklage, um, other news this week. Uh, you know the game Destiny? Mm-hmm. Uh, they're completely erasing any trace of Peter Dinklage from that game. Really? Yeah, not only have, have they recasted Why? the part... To use him like for future iterations, but they're retroactively taking he- all of his dialogue out of the game and replacing him with Nolan North. Oh, well, of course it's Nolan North. Of course it's Nolan North. But why? Well, a he's expensive, and b um, but it's already recorded. Yeah, they had to have already paid him. Yeah, and b his voice acting oh, sounded like he was born. You already said yeah, yeah. that's true. Uh, for future iterations, they just don't want to hire him again. Yeah, Nolan North is cheaper. Yeah, and Peter Dinklage honestly sounded bored the yeah. entire time he was reading the dialogue. Well, that's too bad. Well, he's not a voice actor. Like it's a, it's it's whole thing. Like it, it's it's harder than you would think. In a lot of video games, they don't shoot. Like most um, cartoons were done the same way. It's just a person in a booth, and you're just reading your lines. Like you don't have anybody else to play off of. Now most major cartoons will put you all at least with the other voice actors, so you could, you know, it sounds natural. Video games still don't do that. Video games. A lot still, of them do. A lot of them do. Some larger scale ones can't. Mass Effect can't. Um, but hardly ever was there a point in that franchise where I felt like the conversations were disjointed from one another. Sure. Well, if they're, you know, 
directed well. What you could do is like get somebody else to fill in, so it's not just somebody saying lines to no one. But at the same time, it's like it's not going to sound like you're talking to somebody else. It's it's going to sound weird. Anyway, uh, yeah, DC, you, fucking no, DC, me. All right, fine. You're the minority. Half. You. It's not DC me anymore. They've stolen it from me. Exactly. <laughs> I'd be shitty if I felt that way. This. <laughs> Um, it's it's a DC this city deserves, but, but the, not the one it needs right now. But we're two hours into this, so the last thing I will say, fucking Constantine, the new Constantine books, pretty solid. I have not yet read them. I will get back to you on that. Check them out. I will. I, the only thing that I don't like about it is they give him like, um, I don't. What is that guy's name? Sam Smith? Is that his name? Raimi. Uh, no, but he's a singer with that haircut where it's like shaved on the sides and it's still hair on the top. Sting. You see it everywhere. Yes, Sting. Um, Sting was who I'm thinking of. No, the, he's a new fucking singer. I don't know. I'm John Lennon. But uh, they Jimmy give Urin. Constantine, it kind of... Yeah, it was Jimmy Urin. Yeah, I was, that's how I was trying to say Liberty Spikes. Um, just really poorly. <laughs> well, your communication skills aren't the best. It's okay. We'll Fucking go it. you dick. See? See? They give Constantine one of those haircuts, and I think it dates it. I'm like, it's going to date the book five years from now. That's that trend will be over, and it's going to be looking at like it's going to be like looking at Superman with a mullet. Stupid. Super mullet. Well, you know, like that's where they harnessed his energy from from the mullet. There was a time in comic book history where Superman had a mullet, Michael. I remember this. Now it wasn't like a Joe Dirt mullet. To be fair. It, no, was like, it was like it was like John Stamos in the early episodes of Full House. It, it was, I was gonna say Luke subtle. Skywalker, but yeah. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. Wrong. He didn't have a mullet. Yes, he did. The original iteration of the film. Yes, he did. What happened is in the special editions back in 1997, George Lucas edited, he edited out the mullet. I shit, you not. He edited out his hair. Well, at least something good happened from that. All right. Well, okay. So we're very late into this. My name is Tyler Pino. My name is Michael Holler. Please don't see Fantastic Four. No, please do. Please don't. Do what you want. Fuck you. Fuck you.